0: This episode of Disney Countdown is brought to you by Countdown Network. From Christmas to theater to Disney, parenting and beyond, Countdown Network is your home for the top-ranked Countdown podcasts in the world.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and dreamers of all ages, welcome to the Disney Countdown Show.
0: Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Disney Countdown Show. Woo! My name is Eric Peterson. I'm here with my
0: good buddy, Danny Jordan. Hola. Our good friend, Chris Sisley.
1: MIA today.
0: He is not here. He is driving that's true. a vehicle. Well, hopefully he's not driving. Yeah, that's true. Because he did like one of my Instagram posts. <laughs> minutes ago. Minutes ago. Because <laughs> Chris had messaged us, hey, fellas, not going to be able to make it today. I'm, you know, We got started a little bit later. He's driving back from Quebec City. Yeah. Living the dream up there, super Christmas super vibes. Amazing. I'm so jealous. Yeah,
1: I, he posted some videos of just like all these people just <sighs> ice skating and tobogganing, and looked like a dream. It looked awesome. Yeah.
0: I have a goal for us, and this has nothing to do with Disney. Has but it's all part to of do with Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. It has all to do with the Countdown Network. Sure. Yeah. I want the tourism board in Quebec yes. to invite us up to come celebrate the holidays. That would be awesome. And just shoot a ton, to, ton of video, maybe we record oh, some episodes. Amazing. Maybe Mickey Mouse will be there, and we yeah. can do a Disney countdown as well. But anyway, sending our love to, to Chris. Yes. Love. I don't know why I went love. But oh, we I got guess love for him. I got a lot of love. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Can you feel the love Tonight. today? Today, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, what episode are we on? Is this episode six?
0: I like how you looked at the TV I know, to tell I, you. As
1: if it, the information <laughs> would be behind me. I was like, I feel like I normally say, this is the episode blank of Disney countdown, so my brain was like, maybe if. I physically go to the same place. I'll have
0: the. Well, information. you know what I'm going to do now. Every episode, put like, little thing. I'm going to put a little like posted note. I'm going to hide it number. somewhere over there. That's a good so idea. That way you know. Well, we used to with Christmas. I don't know why we're not doing this with Disney. We bought these really big whiteboards did, yes. that are still sitting in this studio. <laughs> yes, we got to do that across the room, and yeah. they're just like in a corner.
1: Maybe that it's our policy is we only use those on season two of a show.
0: Oh, is that a rule? <laughs> we should know. write that season two board only. Season two board only. Don't if be you bringing the season yeah, one energy here. We don't need that season one energy here. But we used to use those for Christmas, and you had yours and I had mine, yeah. where we would write little notes about yeah. the show, how many days till Christmas, what episode number yeah, yeah. it was, what what we were going to talk about. Yeah. And now you and I are just like, let's just hit Fly record and, and just see what happens. But it's great, though. I think that people like it when we're it's just kind sort of like, going. imagine during the fireworks show, at Disneyland, when uh-huh. Tinkerbell comes flying across the sky, if they gave her no brake system, they were just like, "Figure it <laughs> out, lady." They just pushed her off the Matterhorn, <laughs> and they're like, "Well, over there." Oh, fun fact, actually. Ooh, tell me. Do you know back in the day, before they actually had like these really high tech systems of sure. like being able to like move the person back yeah, yeah. and forth yeah, yeah. and up and down? Did you know that in Fantasyland? There was like this obscured box, like a big, like sort of like treehouse box up in a tree. It was filled with mattresses. And the lady and who did Tinkerbell would, into would fly into it. Wow. And so imagine being by that tree, like here.
2: Ah! Jeez,
0: <laughs> like, could you imagine? Like <laughs> that's crazy. Dude, that would freak now what they really out. should have done
1: though is inside the little room with yeah. the mattresses, you have another cast member who has like a bucket full of like gold. Uh, sort of... Um, like pixie dust? Pixie dust. Yes. You know, like <laughs> confetti and stuff. And so then as soon as... Or glitter. As soon as she, uh, Tinkerbell goes into the little room and out of sight, they just go... They just throw that out yeah. the door. So it's like, she hit something but there's pixie That's dust. Everything's beautiful. Okay. And then like a, a,
0: a thimble comes yeah. like falling <laughs> out rolling. as well. But like can you imagine the first time that person climbed up on top <laughs> of the Matterhorn? They're like, so how do I stop? Well... All the way at the end of this wire, you see, like, way out there past the castle, there's a wood box, okay? Right. And inside of it, some old mattresses. Don't worry. It's going to be great. And that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just you're going to be great. Just, you know, wave your little wand, you know, spread some magic, and then, boom, you're going to slam right into this box. I love Uh, that. I wish that was still a thing. Actually, I would love, if anyone has, like, a photo... Of that, because of that happening, that would be amazing. Video, can you imagine how viral that would go? We got to get on that, Eric. Um,
1: I was just checking here because I feel like I read somewhere, and um, this fact checking, I'm, I'm no, I'm fact checking <laughs> a thing that I'm about to <laughs> okay. say. Um, I feel like my daughter told me that the person playing Disney is one of the highest paid cast members, like in the park, playing who. Who plays Tinkerbell? Oh, Did play I say Disney? Disney. I meant, I was I meant like, Tinkerbell. Wait a second. Sorry. <laughs>
0: There's a Walt Disney walking <laughs> Walt, around the park. I've never that seen it. That would be him. amazing. That would yeah. be amazing.
1: Um, but no, I think it's the person that is either playing Tinkerbell or it may have been something where it was like the person who helps Tinkerbell up and like attaches them. Okay. Because they don't get paid, I can't remember. You can it's to be a union you can cut thing. This part, Chris. No, let's keep it in there. I, I, <laughs> there was it, gonna be a
0: union thing, right? Where like hazard pay. Yeah, that
1: that was basically situation? it. Says, um with the rules being so extreme. Uh, uh, the pay for playing Tinkerbell is awesome. It's rumored that Tink gets paid about five hundred dollars per flight wow. across the Magic Kingdom sky, which isn't bad for thirty seconds of work. She's if you making ask me.
0: more than we are doing this podcast. <laughs> yes, yes, Eric, I'm. We I think I'm going to go apply. Some. No, I'm going to apply for a yes. job, or actually call back to a previous episode. Let's not let Emilio listen to this show, because he's going to think he needs to get paid 500 bucks to fly across the back of our studio. Yes, absolutely. And we he ain't got is that magical. kind of. Ca- he, is he is very, magical. very magical.
1: Can I tell you something that I did this morning that I I'm would... very excited about? Yes, please. I signed up for something that is terrifies me a little bit. Does it have to do with Disney? It does. Okay. Oh, I, I signed up. For the half marathon. Oh, you did it? I did. Wait, it's open? It's gone now. Everything's gone. Are you serious? I I had a little bit of an issue. I'm going to keep it positive here, but my my plan was to get my whole family in for the 5K. Yeah. I went through the whole process. First of all, it was supposed to start at 7. It didn't start until about 7.15. And then uh, I was in the queue. And then once I got through, I put in everybody's information. I hit pay now. And it said, there's a problem with our system. Please, please. Reload the page. I did, and then it said the 5K is sold out.
0: Oh my and gosh. I was sold sad. Oh my gosh.
1: That. No. Yeah. It's all sold out. Yeah. I mean, it sold out almost within minutes. It was oh, crazy. I Danny's just very dropped sad. I my phone to the ground. I'm I sorry, literally Danny. was
0: just at Disneyland the other day. Hold on, let me grab my phone. I, my wife and I were just there with our kids on Super Bowl Sunday, which we'll get into here yes. shortly. And we were by where, at least last time we did the run, because they haven't done it in like. Three, four years, years, whatever. Yeah, it's been a long time. And I guess it's been that long because they were building uh, Galaxy's Edge and they like, there wasn't the room to do this. And we're like, oh, here's where the finish line was. You think it'll be here next time? Well, we got to remember to sign up. I didn't know it was today. Yeah. Dang it. But I'm very happy. I'm so I'm sorry that you're Eric sad, but I'm very happy a half marathon. Uh,
1: because I've never run a half marathon. I've oh, never. I've done five Ks, a few of them before, but um, I sort of like because it's in January. So it's like yeah. so far away. I'll have the time to train for it. Yes. And it's a nice sort of like thing to look
0: forward to. But I'll train with you if you want. Yeah. Because I'm in one of my like intentions for this year is to run in a race every single month. Nice. And last month in January, I ran in the Sombrero 5K here in town. <laughs> nice. And I was like, Sombrero, it's not Cinco de Mayo. Like, right. Why did they call that? I guess it was National Hat Day. So oh, okay. they called it the Sombrero 5K. Ran it right up the street from here. And I'm doing one at Santa Anita Racetrack fun. coming up in like April. on the racetrack? I don't know if, it, I know you run, like the starting line is through a starting gate. That's fun. Uh, and then in March, I'm doing the race that's the day before the LA Marathon. Sure. So it's called like the big 5, 5K or whatever. Sure. I'm doing that at Dodger Stadium. Still trying to find one for this month um and i was thinking this was going to be my road to the disney vibes because uh, i did i ran the 10k the pixar one i think it was pixar back in 20 i think it was 2016 2017 yeah. is when i ran it and it's a blast man you're so gonna have fun. so much fun you get to run through i've like, done it before because I did. I
1: did the 5k with sophie oh, okay uh, when she was like five years old
0: such a blast
1: it was the best it was super fun um and i was you know really bummed this morning to not be able to do it with the family but
0: which did you do the like tinkerbell one or which one did you do when you did the 5k um the
1: i think it was the tinkerbell yeah okay because that it,
0: was the year before the pixar because they change the themes yeah. all the time and it's just you know you run through the backstage area yeah, it's amazing you run through the castle and like across mm-hmm. bridge and there's photographers everywhere yeah. everyone's in costume yeah it's a blast. So for everyone who secured their spot, yes, in the five, t- I'm literally just looking at this, hoping that it's going to change on my phone to Danny. You now get to run. Yeah, it's but
1: uh, there that's was wild. there was a lot of people pretty perturbed on the old Twitter this morning. That's um, wild. I just wish that they would offer more spots. Like if you have something that's literally selling out within five minutes of yeah. being open, do it more often than once a year.
0: I have a funny anecdote about this to okay. sort of like lift up the vibes sure. that I'm like bummed out that I'm not getting sure. to do it is when we were looking at the races the other day, when we were there, I was like, isn't it funny that the further you decide to run, the more you have to pay? <laughs> like if you run the 5k is like $109. Yeah. If you run the half marathon... It's over two hundred bucks. Yeah, it is. They're like, like "Hey, you want to torture yourself for a couple hours? <laughs> yeah, you got to pay a couple hundred bucks to do yeah. that." Yeah. But uh, I've run a half. I did the the LA Marathon half. It's it's a beast. But I'm so stoked for you, man. I'm
1: uh, I'm nervous. You're I'm gonna ver- do great. I'm very nervous, but I feel like I can run five miles pretty easily. Okay. So if that's my starting place, That's a good place to start.
0: I think with time, I can. You only work have to out. add eight miles. Well, 8.1 to that. And honestly, let me tell you, from having done it, what's your advice? Oh, man, that's a great question. (laughs) Uh, I think it's a mindset thing. Yeah, yeah. Because it is going to hurt. There's no way around that. Like people who run marathons, like I remember there's video because my wife, uh, my daughter, and then my daughter's godfather, one of my best friends, were like, 200 yards from the finish line yeah. at the LA Marathon. And I made a promise to myself that I would not be walking when I passed them. Sure. But I had no idea where they were at on the course. Right. So frankly speaking, the fact that they weren't there till the good. final yeah. stretch was really, really good because yeah. I was like, I can't walk. But I just remember like that last <laughs> like mile, you just look at everybody around you and all of us are like, what have we done to ourselves? And you just you want get- to die. Well, yeah. Because you can't take back you, the fact that right. you just run 12, like, your body is is going to feel that. Yes. And, I like, once the adrenaline wore off, I remember it was about an hour and a half afterwards. Yeah. I was like, my legs don't want to, like, move where move. they're supposed to go. <laughs> yes. But it is such an incredible feeling of accomplishment. Yeah. Because your mind is going to say stop. Yeah. Many times throughout the race. But every time you fight back and you say, no, no, no. Yeah. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. And the cool thing about running, like, at Disney. Yeah is it's not like you're going for a 13 mile run like through your town. Yes. That is boring. Yes. You've got plenty uh, that's, to I look think at.
1: What it will be helpful to me. Yeah. Because uh I do I I don't love like where I normally run right now is just like a big kind of loop around my house but it's yeah. super boring and I don't do it as much as other times where I've had a print like when I lived in New York and like going for a run there through Central Park Ugh. was a lot easier than going for a run through
0: the valley in, in totally. Los Angeles. Well, because you've got to be like watching off of your life. You right, know, there's yes. cars everywhere. Yeah. And there's something about just being able to get out on the road and just run and not have to worry about you know stop lights or yeah. whatever you're sort of like navigating. The start is very interesting in these races because there's just so many people. Yeah. And you kind of got to like make the decision at the beginning like, am I going to try to get in front of all these people? Or am I just going to run really slow for the first mile? Because, and I, when I did the Disney one, because you sort of go underneath, uh, there's like that overpass, which is the bridge at downtown Disney. Um, I was like, you know what? I'm just running through bushes because I don't want to get stuck. And I literally was like running up through like planters and, you know.
1: I feel like I also will maybe. It may help if I do some sort of like fundraising you know thing yeah. where it's like, this is for breast cancer or something like that, because then I think it will give me that extra like, "Come on, this is for people that We're are running really, for these people, really like going through it, be a man and like do it.: Just I got an idea. Yeah. Fundraise
0: for Disney Countdown no
1: but how about this i will wear like i'll have like a patch or something yeah on my shirt you know what we could do let's say that i do running for breast cancer or something like that and that's on the front of like whatever shirt i wear but then on the back i can put disney countdown like with our 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 socials all that that sort of
0: stuff i love that so much i like speaking of our socials uh if you are new to the show and you're not following us already please make sure you do so we are at disney countdown show on instagram and tiktok we are at Pod Disney on Twitter, and you can find us on Facebook at Disney Countdown. And uh, if you're loving what you're hearing so far, got to rate and review. Please do. We love those magical stars, yeah. and they make us feel so, so happy. Uh, and we love to read those reviews. Yeah. Or honestly, like if you just send us a DM, and you're like, hey, I love the show, and here's why. We love that so much. Um, and today we want to highlight, I know you're not supposed to say today in podcast world because people are listening to us all the time, whatever. I don't care. We break all the molds on every show we do. We follow no format. That's right. Um, but we have a private community, uh, on Facebook and to get access to that, there's a link in our episode notes where you can join our Patreon and you get to be a part of this really cool community full of people who love Disney magic, just like you. And it's a very positive, supportive community. And we actually had a listener who's been a longtime listener since Christmas countdown days, uh, whose name is Jen Appel. Yep. Not to be mistaken with our other crew member named Jen Apple. That's true. Isn't that hysterical? That is very funny. That we have Jen Appel and Jen Apple. What are the odds? They need to be best friends.
1: They, I've, I want somebody to make a competitor uh, company to Apple called Appel.
0: Appel. Appel. <laughs> You know, they own the trademark for that. <laughs> I'm sure. They have I'm to. Sure. It'd be like Disney probably owns the trademark to Disney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and D I S N I E as yeah. well. But, but Jen reached out. Eric, share, share what uh, what Jen was saying to us. She
1: sent uh, on the Facebook group. She said, uh, one of my daughters, uh, age 14, just started listening to podcasts. The other daughter, newly 13, has been listening for a while. Daughter who just started asked for some ideas, and I mentioned the Disney countdown pod, and my daughter, who'd been enjoying the Christmas countdown for a while and must have missed the announcement somehow, (laughs) almost screams, there's a Disney podcast and you didn't (laughs) tell me? (laughs) Whoops, mom failed, so I know what she'll be listening to uh, tonight anyway, and those two kids are Bristol and Briley, so thank you, Bristol and Briley and Jen, uh, for being such
0: loyal listeners. We hope you're enjoying the shows, uh,
1: plural, and we're trying to... Uh, create more good content for you.
0: We are. I love this parent who is supporting their child listening to this Disney countdown. You know, with the Christmas countdown, we've had some kids who've reached out to us. That
1: might be my favorite (laughs) review. If you didn't hear this, yeah, tell them, Danny.
0: You know, I'll have to go back and find it, and maybe I'll post it on our our Patreon or even just on our main Instagram, but there was some... I'm guessing like a twelve-year-old, thirteen-year-old yeah. who's like, you know, I'm, I, I, I love, love Christmas. Christmas so much, and my parents say I can't listen to music or have decorations till after Thanksgiving. So I go into my room at night and I listen to your podcast under the just, covers. Under the covers, I was just like, I never thought that <laughs> our show would be like. You know, you think your kids so are like sneaking yeah. off to like, I don't know, play Grand Theft Auto right, yeah. or something you don't want them doing in their room. And what are you doing in there? Boom, 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 Don't boom. listen to that Christmas podcast. do that Christmas countdown again. I told you. <laughs> Those guys are a bad influence on <laughs> you. But I love oh that Jenna God. Pell is like, you know what? Disney to the max. That's so, right. So That's thank right. you, Jen, uh, Bristol, and and Briley. We're, we're grateful for you. And then we actually got another message. This is not a Patreon thing, but this is a, a fan of ours who... I think has followed every one of our shows that Amazing. we've done from Christmas to parenting to Disney. I don't know if he follows theater. I don't know if that's his jam, but uh, if you are a theater fan, yes, go listen to Theater Countdown, brand new podcast on the Countdown Network. Uh, so Scott uh, is this individual's name, and Scott you know, will send us a lot of DMs just uh, letting us know how much he loves the show. And he had sent uh, a message to me on my personal Instagram the other day. He said, love the episode, love you and Eric a ton, and your willingness to be vulnerable and share such personal and emotional memories, hopes and dreams of your family with your favorite song choices. Uh, And then he went on to say, because I was like, you know, it means the world, you know, that you share this with us, and you never know how emotional stuff will hit with people, right? Um, and I said, I'm glad to know it connected with you. And you said, it's always so good. Vulnerability, I believe, is one of the most powerful things. When you guys are vulner- vulnerable, it invites us in and we realize we're deeply, very similar and crave and desire the same things. I love that. Isn't that really, really kind, you know, because the last episode, if you haven't listened to that one yet,
1: Songs. go back and listen to it. We got sappy.
0: To the top five, we really got into the emotional. Somebody else goods. wrote,
1: oh, let's see if I can find it real quick, on the Facebook group about that episode. Oh, really? And- yeah, I'm gonna pull it up here. I know I can find it pretty quickly.
0: But it you just can. never know, you know. You're you're sitting here in Got this it. this room, just two, you know, middle aged dads yeah. crying into each other's faces <laughs> about the soundtrack like, to Tarzan. <laughs> God, what, imagine you just f- found our show for the first time, like. Wow, Ooh, these guys? Uh, got some things you want to talk about, but I think it's important to be open and honest. You know, I think we cry when things matter, so I, Absolutely. Think, it's, I think it's a good
1: thing. Uh, this was from Laura Carver, um, okay. who's been a loyal fan for a while. Uh, she said, so if you haven't listened to the most recent episode, you might not want to read this. Spoilies. Let me just say, <laughs> I was crying along with you guys today. I got married last year, and the song I danced to with my dad was You'll Be in My Heart. Needless to say, Mm. I was a mess. And yes, I picked that song because it's very fitting for the moment that it was. However, there is another reason I picked that song for us. The year Tarzan was released, Phil Collins performed it on the Grammys. My cat at the time became my dad's favorite cat, meowed in perfect pitch while Phil was singing. (laughs) It's an inside joke in our family to this day, and I jokingly added that song into the mix. As options for the father-daughter dance The more I listened to it, the more emotional it made me And ended up being the winning song Can't wait to hear the bonus episodes for this countdown Um, But yeah, so that was People are loving, they're loving the Disney uh, Podcast, which is, I'm excited Me too, because you know, know, we were uh, I know we If you're only into Disney, you may be like Why do these guys keep talking about Christmas? (laughs) But our Christmas (laughs) podcast really Is what, you know, got us on the map and Is where it all started, and so you know, we were super happy and proud of what we did with that show, but we didn't know necessarily if it would work as a format for other topics, but it right. seemingly is doing that and people are like really getting into what we're talking about into our social content. Uh, some of the Disney influencers are starting yeah. to sort of catch on. It was awesome to have Dapper Danielle oh, last week. She was week. so great. She was awesome. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm just excited. It's, Me too. It's nice because, you know, as we sort of do this as our job of like checking right. out, you know, who's sending messages today and who's liking the post and all this stuff. It's cool that what we're doing that about is such a like good, positive, fun, joyful
0: thing. And it's something that we we enjoy yeah that's been an interesting shift for me in a lot of respects i don't know if it's just culturally you know the i know everyone says like you know if you if you find something you love and you can make money do it you never work a day in your life but i feel like i don't know i feel like a lot of people don't necessarily want to see people do that (laughs) right we are the people who want to see people do that and i think for me maybe i had let some thoughts infiltrate my mind of like should I really be allowed? Should I be, is it okay for me to make money right. talking about Disney and talking about Christmas and all these things I love? And it was sort of this personal journey I had to go on to be like, you know what, it is it is okay. Yeah. And and I'm grateful for it. And you know, like my family and I, we went to Disneyland again over the weekend. And the fact that like me being there, one is this magical experience getting to be there with with my kids and you know, maybe we'll talk about this later this episode or the next, but you know, my oldest is just in this like age pocket where like the Disney magic is really starting to connect for her and she's wanted to try new rides and she knows who all the characters are and she's not afraid to like go up and hug them anymore. And it's just like, it's literally like heart full, filled to the brim the whole time you're there. But like for me, like walking around and realizing, oh, me being here doing this thing I love. Now I get to go and talk about it right. with one of my best friends, Eric, and people get to listen to it. Like it's important that I'm here. Yeah. Because I can see what's happening in the moment. Now I get to share it with all these people who maybe don't get to go to Disneyland as yeah. much. And and that's a really special thing. It is. And it hit me the other day when I was there. I was like, this is a privilege. And I am so darn grateful yeah. that we get to do this, I love to be, much like we talked about with Dapper Danielle, like a steward of magic, Yeah, uh, to be one of those, sort of, I think you called it like a keeper of the magic, I think is mm-hmm. what you said in the episode, and I was like, ooh. When you like merch, so that <laughs> right, right. needs to be merch for sure, but um, really I think where I'm going with this, I'm just, I have a lot of gratitude just sitting yeah. here in this space, in this moment.
1: It is, uh, we are incredibly lucky um, to be, you know, in the world being the shape that it is, and so many people, you know, not having the things that they would want or need even um and the fact that we get to sort of celebrate a fun thing like disney is is pretty awesome
0: pretty, yeah pretty awesome. i think it's made me look at disney adults in a different way frankly you know i think there might be people in the world who like hate on them because i go you know you see these comment sections sure. where it's like get a job right. or whatever i'm like mind your business like yeah if you want that to be what you do then just go do it yeah You know what I mean? Like, and frankly speaking, like, I think we talked about this with Danielle this idea that there are millions upon millions of people around the world who may never get to Walt Disney World or Disneyland or Disneyland Paris or whatever. And the fact that they can just open up their phones and see these spaces that have only ever existed in their dreams, that's incredible. Yeah. And honestly, like, I think rather than hating on people who go out and go live on TikTok or, capture a bunch of images of the food yeah. or the rides or whatever it is like that's a really big responsibility because if you have four hundred thousand people who are following you they're following you because they love disney yeah and you are taking it upon yourself to go and capture this content and share this thing that they love so much and and honestly like you're giving of yourself yeah. Like that's, that's the thing that I think is missed in a lot of this in social media in general is that like, in a sense, you're giving of yourself to other people to go and capture this content, to edit it, to post your opinions about whatever. And I'm sure Eric, you know, will attest to this. Like there is a performative aspect sure. to a lot of this and performing is exhausting.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, is. it
0: takes so much out of you. I think, you know, we, as the audience are like. Oh, you got to go sing and dance for two and a half hours. Right. How how fun. How yeah. fun for you. But like <laughs> to be that focused yeah. on something for that long and to think about the audience and how very they're gonna hard. react, like you yeah. know, yeah. That's taxing.
1: It is very taxing.
0: And people are making that decision to go out and do that. So I think really the moral story is thank you. Yeah. To all the people who are Absolutely. creating great Disney content Absolutely. in the world. Um, um I have
1: a bunch. Of Disney memes and things Speaking of Disney content Disney content Transition Um, So we'll You know Chris isn't here But in the post We'll do it in post Uh,
0: He's gonna put in our
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Memes and things Memes and things It's time for Eric's Memes and things This is a perfect
0: opportunity For me to do some new Vocal (laughs) To
2: re-record it (laughs) Um, We'll
1: leave it as is We'll leave it as is Oh my gosh Okay here we go Here we go I'm gonna try to Slam through these As fast as I can How many would you say you have? Hmm Probably 15 ish. Whoa. I'm going to go fast. Okay. Um, Okay. This is a a fact that I had no idea. Jim Cummings, the amazing Jim Cummings, who I believe we played when he's the voice of Winnie the Pooh and Tigger and Pete and uh, Evangeline. Not Evangeline, but who's the. uh,
0: The Firefly. Yeah, Uh, but was was... it Gus? Not Gus. Uh, What is his name? Not Sid. Sid? No. (gasps)
1: Oh gosh. This is
0: a fun game. We gotta find I it. I you know what's fun about this game is all the people screaming in their car right yeah. now at us for not knowing his name. Should we just keep guessing till we get it? No, we gotta look it no, up. No, let's keep uh Sid, Gus, Frank, <laughs> yeah. uh, Pascal. No, that's Lightning, from Rapunzel. Bug, um princess. Steve, Mike. Uh his Bobby, name is Russ. You're so close with Russ. Uh Rusty. Ray. Ray! Ray! Ray. Ray. Uh, okay. Anyway, we get there. Yes, <laughs> he's got so, a great pizza shop in New York. <laughs> Jim
1: Cummings, the amazing Jim Cummings, uh, also voids, voices Ed the hyena in Lion King. Ed's the one who doesn't really talk. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that one. Um, and it says that Jim Cummings, who was playing Ed the Hyena, had to fill in for Jeremy Irons, who's the voice of Scar, yeah. during the song Be Prepared, because Irons strained his voice on the lyric, You won't get a sniff without me! And he heard his voice. Oh, and really? so Jim Cummings had to do a part of the song because Jeremy Irons couldn't finish it. Whoa! Isn't that a cool fact?
2: Be prepared.
1: For real. Um, this is when AI goes to Disneyland. These are terrifying pictures. It's... <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Somebody put, like, essentially Disney characters, and so, like,
0: that's a weird one. Oh, my God. What in the world am I looking at right yeah, now? It's it's very- So, what, they just typed in, like, uh, Disney guess... family photos or yeah, something like something. that? Yeah, something, and then maybe creepy or something. I mean, look at these Oh, pictures. my They're gosh. Very, very <laughs> They're very, very odd. This is terrifying. very This feels like an alternate universe- <laughs>
1: This was pretty good. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Buzz Lightyear, who's like truly bigger than life size, and just oh you know. my gosh!
0: What are your feelings about AI?
1: Well, we were chatting about this a little before we started recording. I think not it the is... Haley Joel Osment. Movie. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I think that it makes me nervous because it feels like a technology step that could advance really, really quickly. And get out of control really, really quickly. Right. So I think there are amazing possibilities for it, but the sort of like controlling aspect of it is going to be tricky because also there's a lot of people who have developed this technology that have a feeling of like, no, you cannot stop this. And like, it should not be regulated at all. And it should be completely, you know, open open source. source. And that like with every new input into it, it gets smarter. And like, they think that that is. That's what the technology needs, but, but sociol- what's then keeping sociologically? It- sociologically, maybe is that the right word? Sure. Um, it's I. I worry. I worry for society.
0: Like, if it's open source, at what point is somebody out in the world instructing this open source? Anyway, this is not conspiracy theory countdown no but
1: we'll save that it is
0: wild though that like you could type this thing these things in very realistic and these pictures pop up of like terrifying moments at disneyland that feel like they could be real and i feel like one of those photos i saw pop up somewhere online oh really and i didn't know it was an ai generated thing it was the one of like the crazy mickey head like chasing after the people in front of the castle I thought this was like some photo from the past of where they tried out some version like of Like weird costumes. That yeah. just did not work yeah. at
1: all. That's funny. Wow. Right. Um, okay, this is cool. This is something that I'd like to buy. This was on Shop Disney okay. uh, on their Facebook page. And it is the up house, but it levitates. So mm. you can see it right here. It sort of Whoa. has magnets in the top and the bottom. And so it truly is hanging in midair that is really, which is really, cool. really there's like, cool there's like clouds above it and then like a cliff below it of you know um, the falls and stuff it's very cool Love um,
0: you know what I'm so blown away by the fact that uh, in our top 10 we did not have the marriage song or the married oof. song from Up that is true Yeah, I I came so close to cracking my top ten. It's so
1: good. I think maybe it it skipped my mind because there's not lyrics to it, so
0: I I wasn't thinking. It's just such a feeling. But, oh, it's absolutely a feeling. Like, when it plays on Main Street, you just want to, like, grab your loved one and,
1: like,
2: Absolutely.
0: So, it's all the feels.
1: Um, Okay, this was another cool account that I would just, uh, I found as I was scouring the interwebs. Uh it's on Facebook. It's a group called Best of Disney Art. Okay. And it's just like really cool and they post lots of different types of artists oh, doing Disney yeah. characters. Some are sort of anime, some mm. are kind of like retro looking, some are like weird. This is like a Mario mixed with Frozen kind of like oh, mashup.
0: Oh, cuz Anna's dressed like Mario. Like Mario, yeah. yeah. Are they on Rainbow Road?
1: Uh it does look that like they are. Yes. Um, it, it was cool. I just oh, thought that fun. was a cool, like, here's Buzz Lightyear with Yoda. on it. Oh, that's, look at those mashups. Love that. Yeah, so it's kind of fun. Oh, this is a good one. Uh, oh, Woody it's... dressed as Bert and uh, Little Bo Peep dressed as Mary Poppins. Oh, that's amazing. That's pretty great,
0: right? Emmy got to meet Bo Peep at Disney the other day. Did she, she love it? It was her first time getting to hug a character, oh. you know, because they just brought back hugs not too long ago, yeah. and last time we went, she was a little apprehensive, so she just Ran up and gave that's awesome. bow a hug. It was very, very special. I love that.
1: Yeah. Um, okay, this is something that I encourage you because it's long, so we, we, we're we not going to play it, but um, you should go. There's a guy who does interviews named Graham Bes- uh, Bensinger. Okay. Graham Bensinger. He does a lot of big you know, A-list celebrity interviews, and he does kind of in-depth. Uh, actually, his show is called In-Depth with Graham oh, well, there Bensinger. You go. Um, and he was interviewing Larry the Cable Guy. Oh, fun. And uh, Larry the Cable Guy talks about when he got cast as Mater, the voice of Mater, for Cars. And just, it is an amazing clip to watch. It's about 20 minutes long, but the interview is so great. And Larry the Cable Guy is so filled with, like, gratitude Mm. and true, like, happiness about playing Mater. And he talks about how, essentially... They just offered him the role because John Lasseter had had seen him at some point and knew he was a a fan of Larry the Cable Guy and said, hey, we got this part for I think it was a different name for Mater at the time, but like Rusty, the, you know, the old tow truck in this right. town and he was like okay cool and he went in and he said he for the first audition or the first like reading of the lines he just like was looking at it. he wasn't even performing it and he was like hey there my name's Major. how are you and they were like yeah yeah just like that and he was like <laughs> oh i was just like reading it. and they're like no, no no just do it just like that and so he said he did that and then he kind of got comfortable and he started adding in the line get her done all right bud woohoo you know all that kind of stuff yeah and they said he finished He went home, and then he didn't hear from Pixar for seven months. Whoa. And he was like, did I get fired? Like, what happened? And his manager found out that John Lasseter loved his performance as Mater so much that they scrapped the script and rewrote the script to include Mater as a major character. Wow. Because the first part, it was just going to be a little kind of ancillary character. But they were like, we love this character of Mater. And so it's cool hearing that story. But then Larry the Cable Guy talks about how he just is like, I'm I'm just so thankful to them for making this character who's so joyful and like it means so much to me and I don't take it for granted. And it's just a, a great interview. And it, as people who like when we get all emotional, I think you would enjoy that. So check that. That's I have a, a question. Is a in his voice? Graham Bensinger. Is Larry is the, Larry cable, the guy.
0: cable Guy, is his voice naturally like that or is that a little bit of a character? It's that a that little bit plays. of a character. Okay.
1: It's, it, it is a little bit. He has I mean he's from I think he's from Southern Illinois actually. Oh. Um, and so he has a little bit of a southern draw, you know, but it's definitely he definitely turns it up to be Larry the cable guy, get her done, you know, right. But it's 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 pretty close. Copy that. Okay, cool. Um okay, this was a great fact. <laughs> oh, this is a good one. All right. This was po- and this was posted by the US Naval Institute, which is pretty awesome. There was a guy named Donnie Dunnigan. Donnie Dunnigan. Okay. I he love was that name. A great name. He was the youngest U.S. Marine drill instructor ever. He served three tours in Vietnam and was wounded several times, retiring as a major in 1977. Okay. Throughout his career, he managed to keep secret the fact that he had been the voice of Bambi. Wait, what? <laughs> yes. Look at this guy. He's like Wait, is so. is real? Yes, this is real. This is posted by the U.S. Navy. <laughs> Wow. This guy, when he was a kid, was the voice of Bambi, and then he went on to become a, a U.S. Marine drill instructor and served three tours in that Vietnam. That is wild. Isn't that a super random weird fact? It's super fun. Super
0: fun and super random. My yeah. gosh. Um, okay. Hang on. Here we go. I wonder if he didn't like acting, like why he would have transitioned out of it. It yeah. was just like his parents got him into it. I or... feel like
1: it was one of those things, especially back then, like kid actors, there was... No shame of being a stage parent back in the day. Like yeah. parents could just be like, "I am pimping out my kid." Like this is what you're doing. <laughs> this is yeah. what you're gonna do, yeah. whether you like it or not. Um, okay. Um, oh, this is okay. Speaking of AI, this one is a very interesting TikTok where they used AI to, and we'll maybe repost this to make the main Disney characters into humans. What would Wait, What would what? Mickey look like as a human? Right. And Wait. Here we look go. like or. Whoa. So that's Mickey as a human. What? That's Pluto as a human. What?
0: <laughs> Dude, that's that is wild, wild. right? Wild. It
1: like it's just a way you've never thought of these characters. Like what would Mickey Mouse look like as a human? Right.
0: Pretty crazy. So how does AI create that is it just like you describe the elements you, of the character yeah, i think
1: you would put into one of the ai uh illustrator generators you just say like i want to see mickey mouse but in human form and you might say you know 1920s or something like as that, as a
0: hero yeah style
1: or whatever yeah, yeah, oh, okay yeah. wow pretty crazy that's why um okay we talked about this uh maybe last week how the fact that we said that tarzan is cousins with uh elsa and anna oh right? yes this was like two the, or three episodes theory, ago. Yes. yeah okay. yeah yeah Now, there's another theory that says that Ariel and Hercules are also cousins. Wait, no. This is is ridiculous. This is how they say it. It's never hinted at, but this theory explores how Ariel and Hercules are related when looking at Greek mythology. Ariel's dad is King Triton, who in Greek mythology is the son of Poseidon. That would make Poseidon Ariel's grandfather. And in Greek mythology, Poseidon also had two brothers, Hades and Zeus. In Greek mythology and Disney, Zeus is Hercules' dad, making Ariel and Hercules cousins. Wow!
0: <laughs> but then Hades is still involved in the story too. Like yeah. all of these Greek characters are sort of intersecting. Yeah. So in the story, then of like Poseidon and and Triton, is is Ariel talked about in Greek mythology, or is this sort no. of an extension of? Yeah, because Ariel mythology? is
1: from um, uh, Hans Christian Andersen.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay.
1: Um, wow. Okay. This is another cool thing, and I think we t- you told me about this, okay. and my phone clearly was listening because the ads <laughs> popped up, uh, and it's for Magic Candle Company. Yes, and they make these clearly not uh, affiliated with Disney because they're called like Pirate Life or what was the other one? It's like Orange Blossoms. Yes. So it's all yes, 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 Pineapple yes. Whip, but it's not saying like <laughs> Dole Whip. They're but they're right. clearly talking about major things from Disney. But they have one that's uh, apparently smells like the water in. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. There's one that smells like the orange blossoms when you're uh, going over the orange groves in Soren. Yes, and it's really cool. So I think we need to order some of these. And hundred percent, they actually
0: liked something on our Instagram. Really. This was like a week or two ago. Somebody was like, "Oh, the, the company you're talking about is Magic Candle yeah. Company," and then they got like involved oh, in the conversation. I was like, "Okay, yeah. I need to DM them and yes, see if they, sure. you know, want to send us some some product that we can, uh, you know, promote yeah. here on the show." So if you're listening, Magic Candle Company,
1: please reach out.
0: Please reach out. We're we will in. put it right there in the middle, we, center, center That's cut. Right.
1: Um, okay, this was cool. I think you're gonna like this because you have a lot of pins, I, right? What? And now also. I don't know if you have any of these. We've talked about them, but I don't know if you have any of these. You know the old VHS cases for Disney <sighs> Of VHS, course I do. The best right? best. Do you, best you have thing any of those?
0: Made. My they're at my parents' house. Okay.
1: What somebody did, it's a really cool idea, is they put corkboard inside of them Whoa. and then used it to store Disney pins.
0: Oh, that's cool.
1: So they just put like all their pins on the cork board and then you kind of
0: close it up oh, into fun. the thing. Which is just a, a fun way cool. to sort of like if you use repurpose that, it. You could like hoping them up, you know, and then like yeah, a picture frame, like them. a V-shaped yeah. picture frame, totally, and put them like on a on a shelf. I might do that here in our studio. I love that.
1: Um, okay, now this was this was a site that I was unaware of and i don't know if you've seen this yet okay uh they're called mousetrapnews.com yes I and I've heard of that, yeah. i saw a posting and i was like what and the posting said breaking mickey mouse out as official disney mascot it will now be figment because the mickey mouse um copyright is ending like in 2024 or something which like is that. wild and i was like wait it's gonna be figment and i was like this is crazy no way and i go to check it and i realized that mousetrap news they build themselves as the onion of Disney news. Yes. So it's all fake news, <laughs> but I completely being unaware of that thought it was real. And I was like, what, what are they doing? You I can't think do that you sent
0: me a link to one of their articles recently. And I, and I went, I was at Disneyland and I was yeah. asking them about, they're like, that's uh that's not uh <laughs> that's true. And I was like, are you sure? Cause my buddy, I can see it right here in link, an article, <laughs> which reminds me, I need to tell you a story of something that happened to me at Disney uh, a couple weeks ago, but, Okay, I'll tell that after this. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm almost done here. Um, this
1: was cool. This was a company called Bauble Bar, B-A-U-B-L-E, Bauble okay. Bar. And it looks like they make kind of um, keychain-y kind of stuff, earrings. Um, but if you're looking for a cool Disney gift that I've not seen this a lot of places, and it could be a great gift. Um, they have lots of little, like I said, keychains and... Um, Earrings, but here's one of, like, Corolla DeVille. Ooh, All look sort at that. of, like, blinged out with sort of, you know... Uh, I would never put that in my pocket, but really? I could see that. Pretty It would Pretty be cool, great in a like purse, yeah. Are those mini- earrings? Or what yeah, are those? those are earrings okay. with Minnie Mouse, but with, like, a hula skirt that actually moves. Here's a cool, like, Mickey. Oh, that's fun.
0: Yeah, so... Put on, like, a little backpack charm yeah, sort of situation. Yeah.
1: So, Bobble Bar, if you're bobble looking bar. for a cool... Um, it's just a fun thing to Disney say. Disney thing. Bobble it is fun to say. Yeah. Um, okay, this was another one that I was unaware of, but ooh, made me feel so happy. Okay, we've not really given a ton of love to Tangled, but Tangled is a great flick. So good, really, really good. And something that I didn't realize, it says in Tangled, the lantern that Rapunzel lofts back into the sky is the one lit by the queen and the king, her true parents. It's the only one that has the royal symbol of the sun on it. So when in that scene, the famous scene when all those lanterns are coming out of the town and then they're sort of around um, Flynn Rider and Rapunzel, they're all blank except for one that has the royal symbol on it and that's the one from her parents. And it's like it found its way to her and she kind of touches it and then like sends it back up into the sky. That's like a really beautiful thought.
0: Speaking of Rapunzel, so we are at you know, the parks on Sunday and my daughter loves, loves Rapunzel. Yeah. And she had been talking all week about how she wanted to give a gift to Rapunzel. I was like, mm-hmm. well, you know, we'll have to see if she's, you know, walking around if, yeah, you, if she's there that day. And we were walking through what well, we had heard from the people, you know, there's like that place where you can go meet the princesses specifically, yeah. but you don't know who's going to be inside. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, she's like, well, I did happen to see Rapunzel walked by here not too long ago. Don't know where she was off to. And I was like, we got to find her. So we went on this hunt and like went in, you know, through the castle. My wife was looking over by the wishing well. She wasn't there. And I was just trying to find like a crowd. Yeah. So I was like, if I find a crowd, there's going to be a a, a character there. And we're walking, walking. We come around the backside of King Arthur's carousel and then I see the long blonde hair and I was like, oh my gosh. And I did a total pro dad move. Yeah. Because I, Emmy had been carrying this flower around Uh all day and she wanted to, because you know, Rapunzel has the flowers in her hair. And so like, there's a crowd and they're just walking, they're walking, talking to people. And I sort of like walk up next to Flynn Ryder, not to talk to him, but I was like, sort of said loudly, Well, sweetheart, hopefully you'll be able to give this gift that you've been wanting to give to Rapunzel to her. Yeah. And he looks down immediately at my daughter and he goes, Rapunzel, uh, this, this young lady has a gift for you. That, and she like stopped everything she was doing yeah, yeah. and came over, and Emmy got to give her her flower and she's like i'm gonna put it in my hair that's awesome as soon as i get back to my tower or my that's castle great, or whatever yeah. and i was like oh my god i love this that. is such a magical moment and i got it i got it all on oh that's great film yeah it' was really really special
1: it. um all right this is the last one now this got sent to me by uh, a friend of mine, Jane Epstein, uh, who's also a loyal listener to Christmas, Jane. and uh, so thank you, Jane, uh, good friends of ours. Uh, she said, "She said I'm loving the Disney podcast and mm. check out this article. This was from I'm trying to see where uh, it was written in touringplans.com. Okay, so I don't know what that is, but uh, it's the title of the article is My Attempt to Become a Disney Cyborg: Final Update." <laughs> And it's this whole story about a guy who wanted to implant into his wrist the technology of a magic band so that it was permanently under his skin and a part of him so that he could just, like, go to the park always and just bloop and, like, pay for stuff. Wow. And he apparently had trouble making it work, and he couldn't. There's, like, RFID technology that was not working. Right. But then there was a, a woman named Jen, a.k.a. Mrs. Fett, uh, who is the world's first legit Disney cyborg. She okay. uh, succeeded where I could not, it says. Uh, she had a custom chip manufactured by dangerous things from an existing magic band and had that chip surgically implanted into her right wrist. What? She She's confirmed that it works, and, it was ex- and I was excited to have the opportunity to sit down with her and talk about the experience, and you can read the exchange here. And so it's like an interview with this woman who has put – a magic band chip oh into her arm. Gosh. And I wanted to see what you thought about that.
0: I was going to immediately ask you, what are your feelings about <laughs> that? Because that just seems... It's wild. W- I mean, that is dedication. Yes. I yes. mean, if you love Disney that much that you want it to be in your body, like a tattoo is one thing. Sure. Um, Which I don't know if I would ever get like a Disney character tattooed on me. Maybe like a quote or sure. something yeah, like yeah. that. Like, you know a wishes or dream your heart sure makes yeah. or what you know something you know what
1: my favorite disney tattoo is what is uh right on uh the knee like mm-hmm. your knee you put dis in, disney. in yeah disney <laughs> <laughs> that's a great tattoo it's just dis right on your kneecap oh
0: my gosh disney that is brilliant <laughs> that is absolutely brilliant i don't know where we go from there but yeah i don't i don't think i would ever do that you know but i'm also a huge proponent of like do you as long as it's yeah. not you know causing pain or like is detrimental to society. Do you like live your truth? I just don't know. Like, is that bad to put that inside your body and to have whatever that device is when you swipe the magic band communicating through your skin? Is that good? uh,
1: I don't know. I don't know. I I can't imagine that it's really settled yet. Um, I think they do have like, because they are putting some chips inside of people. Like they do have things that are safe to be implanted in you. Right. But, the long-term effects of like how that you know gets
0: into your blood or your yeah, muscle I
1: density. I don't know. Bigger but question very is very weird.
0: What if they upgrade the technology or get right. new technology? <laughs> yeah, you're like Fastpass wait, No, I got away. the old version. <laughs> fast pass passes went away that's right what if they do wonder bands next right. and they're no longer a magic band yeah.
1: then then what do you do yeah you got like a guy who got like a permanent fast pass tattooed on his wrist or something he's like, he's like no, oh, i'll
0: always be able to get in from 120 to 220 baby <laughs> on Buzz Lightyear. and they're like sorry buddy uh we don't do we don't do those anymore, do those anymore. <laughs> but if you get a genie plus tattoo come on back <laughs> goes back to the tattoo shop can i get rid of this and get a genie plus <laughs> that's that's commitment man yeah. i love your your memes and things but they, that was memes and things I love it. Uh, So I think before we get to the countdown, just want to share a couple of pieces of Disney news. So Chris, if you could hit the jams. We interrupt our program to bring you this Disney news. So we got some some exciting news that came out. You know, they did what their quarterly call Bob yes, Iger did yeah. with all of the, the stockholders. And we got some really great information. Uh, one of which was some new movies yes. that are coming out. And I'm interested to get your thoughts on this because two of them, I don't really have so much of an issue with one of them. I got a pretty big issue with, if you I, had to I guess which one I have the issue with, which would you guess?
1: I'm going to guess toy story. hundred percent. Cause I feel, and I'm with you because I feel like that story has been told. It and not was such in, a great ending. In no way of, is that like a, I'm over it. It's just, it was told in such a full, yes. rounded way. All the characters went where they needed to go. Even after three, it frankly was probably done. But then by having Toy Story 4, like, it really, everything got addressed. Everybody resolved where they needed to be, where they wanted to be. Yes. So I'm with you because they did announce Toy Story 5.
0: I know. I, I just don't. I wonder,
1: do you know, did they say, is it going to center on. Wood and Woody and Buzz, because I could see perhaps it being like, well, now it's the story of Forky or whatever. You know what I mean,
0: right? I know because
1: I don't. I don't think that Tim Allen and uh, Tom Hanks want to do another one because well, I feel like that it was really hard to
0: get him to do four. Well, apparently, I, I think Tim Allen tweeted something out that like, like he's he, not going to do it. No, that he's like he's coming back. Oh, he is coming back. Yeah, something about like. Can't wait to see you again, you know, old pal or or whatever, something to that effect. I want to see if I can find it here, but I swear I saw somebody shared like a tweet from Tim Allen's. Yeah. uh, Oh yeah. Here it goes. Uh, Since Iger's announcement, Allen has reacted to the news of the sequel being officially greenlit, seemingly confirming his and potentially Tom Hanks' Woody's return. His tweet said, see you soon, Woody. You're a sad, strange little man and you have my pity and off we go to a number five to infinity and beyond. Wow, Isn't now do that you wild.
1: Think, do you think they go to five because it's just like listen, Toy Story always works for us. We it's a a money play, yeah. Or is there a sense of it being like we want it to be like Rocky, like it needs five installments? Yeah, I, <laughs> I that's know. a great
0: question. I I have no clue. I have no yeah. clue where they go because it seemed like Woody and Bo had made their decision yeah. that they, you know, what what was the line at the end of Toy Story four? Like, is is Woody a lost toy now? And he's like. No, I think he's found exactly where he wants to be, you know? And then they go off with Bonnie. Yeah, I don't... I mean, something's got to happen with some toy where, like, they got to find Woody to help. They got to
1: come back together to save Buzz or something. For something. I don't
0: know. Maybe it has to do with Old Prospector. Maybe he's back in the mix. Him and Lotso (laughs) have teamed up, and they're coming for him. But yeah, they announced uh, Toy Story 5, also getting a third Frozen. Third Frozen. Which it sounds like, you know, all the regs are going to be a part of that. I know Josh Gad posted something on social media confirming that it looks like he's a part of it. And then Zootopia 2... Uh, I just watched Zootopia for the first time. Did you love it? I loved it.
1: It's so good. I
0: watched it because we didn't really share this, but our countdown for this episode is top 10 villains, but we were going to do an animal focused one, which we're going to, you know, kick down the road because we have a special guest who's going to join us for that. And I needed to watch some animal specific Disney movies. So I was like, Oh, I've never seen Zootopia. Really funny movie. Really good. I don't want to, I don't want to say too much here because I feel like I got to say more later. So I'm excited to see what happens with Hops and uh and what's the um Fox's uh, uh what name? Is his name? Oh my gosh, I'm blanking right Nick. now. Nick 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 uh played by Jason Bateman, Jason right? Jason Bateman, yeah. So great. Such He's a He's great in that character. He's so so good.
1: Really good. And yeah. the par- the people that play the parents of Hops? Yes. Um is it's um uh uh what is her name? Uh Hunt bon- Bonnie Hunt. Yes. And a guy that is one of her best friends because he used to be like her producer on the Bonnie Hunt show. Oh, really? But he's also a comedian that you'd recognize. But they're so good. It's just the Midwestern parents of Hobbs yes. and they're just so <laughs> Midwestern. And, hey, you, how you doing there, bud? Yeah, yeah so the voices good. are great. Yeah.
0: Um, so they announced Utopia 2 is coming, which is exciting. Um, so really, really stoked about that Disney news. Toy Story jury's still we'll out and yeah. I feel like everyone's sort of torn, but yeah. we're all going to go see it. Let's, yeah, let's be honest with ourselves. Uh, other fun news. Uh, a couple days ago, I guess it'll be a week ago for everybody who is listening to this episode. Patrick Mahomes, yes, the MVP from the Super Bowl champion uh, Kansas City Chiefs, went to Disneyland. Yes, I love that they you know got that video still of him. It, yeah. They're still doing it, and then he was you know riding the on a float down yeah. Main Street. I was watching the videos on TikTok and Instagram, which was cool. I
1: think that I actually read. Now this could be hashtag fake facts, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure of this. I read somewhere, um, like a couple of years ago, that all of the players on both teams have to sign a contract before the game, saying that if they are elected the MVP of the game, that they will say into a camera, "I'm going to Disneyland," and that they will go the following Really? Day. And I think they get paid, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars. Oh, or I'm something sure. Like that. Yeah. But they sign a contract before the game. So, really? Yeah, because it's like.
0: Can you imagine being like the left tackle being like, right? Sure, it's not be me. <laughs> I'll sign <laughs> but, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah not. Yeah. That would be fun though if one year yeah. There was a left, a left, left tackle. Tack. He's like, I'm going to Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. uh, but it was cool seeing the videos of him and his, you know, his lady and their their kid rolling yeah. down Main Street. We got some photos outside of the castle. It was funny. I looked at one of the photos of them sort of standing off to the left of the castle. If you're looking at the castle yeah. and like the whole like drawbridge area. It's just a sea of people trying to take
1: pictures, pictures of, him, of yeah. them
0: standing there. <laughs> uh, so I thought that was pretty cool. And then last bit of Disney news uh, is you know Toontown is on the verge of reopening. Yeah. And they did have to push it back, though, the reopening, a little yeah. bit because we've been getting these horrible rains here in Southern California, which have delayed, I think, a lot of the work they've been doing on that new sort of like park area that they're mm-hmm. putting in where Goofy's house used to be. Yeah. Uh, so the new opening date for Toontown is going to be March 19th. Uh, so if you are a magic key holder, get your reservations made. We've already made ours. I think we're going, I want to say, I think we're going the 19th. Ooh, that'll be, you know why I did it? Why? Because I got that key. Oh yeah, I've got my Toontown key. You got to wear and that. I was like, I'm going to wear it absolutely, and I'm going to try to get. <laughs> now, what th- you
1: need to do is you need to do a pro dad move
0: for yourself,
1: and you need to go up to wherever they're going to do like a yeah. ribbon cutting that it's opening, and go. Oh man, I really hope I get to open a door with my key from the uh, the original Toontown, <laughs> the official
0: honorary tune key. Yeah. If only that, if only someone had that key to help open. Um, I'm still on a mission, you mm-hmm. know, and I've got a little bit over a month to bring this to life. Of the people at Disney parks somehow finding out yes. that I've got this key, maybe inviting me yes. to, and I mean, it's gonna be Bob Iger. It's not, it's not gonna be <laughs> yeah. me, but I would happily hand it off. Let to Bob them Iger. use sure. my key, sure. for that moment. Yes, yes. Anyway, I'm very excited for Toontown to to reopen. I actually haven't gotten to go on Minnie and or Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway yet because every time I go and I enter the queue, it's like, yeah, oh yeah, you can come back at nine o'clock and then you keep going to the app it's like 10 o'clock yeah 11 o'clock so haven't ridden it yet at Disneyland but I have a feeling that's going to change very very soon very exciting yeah that that's good Disney news that's my Disney news uh for this week I feel like good time to get to our I think countdown, so yeah. let's do it I'm so in. as
1: Danny uh mentioned we are doing top 10 villains Oof. this is a good list it's a good list I'm excited let's, let's let Chris play our intro music to the countdown it was. I, I love, love it. love that music. Um, all right. So one thing that I think that we should talk about before we even begin the okay. countdown is what do you think makes
0: a good villain? I'm so glad you asked me this. Because I was gonna ask you I the also same made a little list here question. And I was as I was going through my list, I was I was trying to like determine is it somebody that like just makes my skin crawl that like when I was a child just felt terrifying to right. me or like watching kids react to this character, they get really scared. I think that's one aspect sure. of it. Yeah. But is there something about like being sort of like the lovable right. villain as well? Being funny or something. Yeah. Cause it's Disney great. has yeah. that that balance. But then also you have these villains that sort of, you know, like Maui, in a sense, sure, for like the first half of Moana is kind of villainous because he doesn't want to help yeah. Moana at all. But yeah. then he becomes yes, heroic. Yes. definitely
1: have, I have some on my list. I don't know if they made the top 10 that. I have them written as I'll just tell you one of them: Willie the Giant. But oh. he's redeemed. Like mm. he starts as the bad guy in um, Fun and Fancy Free when they go up. The yes, 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 yes. But then by um, Christmas Carol, he's like the Ghost of Christmas Present. He's I, like redeemed himself. You,
0: you might. Some people might even think like Pete. Yeah, absolutely, is a villain. But then if you watch Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, like he's just a silly guy. Yeah. you know, and he's the foil. He's he's the foil yeah. exactly. So. I think there's a lot of things that make up a great villain. I think my list has a balance of lovable with also terrifying at the same time. Yeah. yeah, That, that's, that's my take. What about you? Yeah. I said,
1: uh, I said they need to be scary. They need to be evil. Maybe funny. Mm. Great hair. Great. I feel like villains always have great hair.
0: Yeah. Like Hades. Hades has fire hair. hair.
1: Mother Gothel has great hair. Yeah. Ursula has great hair. like, if Gaston has great hair, I think having great hair is a great—that's um, a really indicator of of being a good villain. And then I said, it's great when they have a good sidekick, yeah, and has a great song. Ooh, I love a good villain song. Yeah, it's usually that like third song into the movie, and it's you know like Gaston or be it's prepared. It's setting the conflict. Or, yeah, totally. yep. okay. It's so good. So, so all we're, right,
0: are we going to do ten through one in this episode? We're going right? to do ten through one. Okay. Yeah, we're going to buckle up, folks. I think
1: we can do it. Um, all right, here we go. It was hard for me. As per the usually. Right. Um uh but I did get it down to ten. I hope this is the right there. Oh man, there's some really good ones that are not on. You here. know
0: what's the good news? Patreon, Bonus this episode Patreon, Patreon, Patreon yes. and subscribing on Ooh, Apple or Spotify.
1: There's some real good ones on there. Um okay, but I'm gonna start with number ten. Talking about Tangled, it's Mother Gothel. Ooh, okay. You know, we as I was saying, we don't give enough love to Tangled. Mother Gothel, uh, voiced by the amazing Donna Murphy. Donna Murphy. Broadway vet and oh legend. Oh my gosh. Um Is so good. And actually, you know, pause for a moment, pause myself as I go on a tangent off myself. What Disney needs to do more of, and when they're most successful, I think, and I'm not saying this in a self serving way, I really mean this. I think when Disney hires Broadway actors, Mm. it's always better, as opposed to hiring like The Rock, who is amazing as Maui. I'm not, and I love The Rock. Right. But like when they hire people like Jonathan Groff. People mm. like Donna Murphy. People like Josh Gad. You know, when they get, and the, that's what they used to do. Like a lot of those early movies, the voice, the people that were the voices were Broadway stars. Yeah. And I just think that you get, there's something about performing on the stage and for a Broadway house that is big and broad that I think just transfers so well to animation. Mm. So that's just my little.
0: But doesn't it feel like they're doing that? Because like, you know, when you're naming Frozen, like you got Josh Gad, Idina sure. Menzel. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, that movie had a lot. What's his name? Uh, Santino.
1: Yeah, and that I, I think had a lot to do with Bobby and Kristen being the writers, and so they wanted to bring in people that right. they knew. And yeah, um, okay. So back to uh, Mother Gothel. She's so good. If you've not seen Tangled, a you got to see it. It's so How good. Have you not? And yeah. Mandy Moore is so great as Rapunzel. She really is. Yeah. Um, and but Mother Gothel has this great, so- great song about Mother knows best beautifully animated it's got like the cool kind of like dream sequency kind of stuff and when you finally see that turn in her and see her just be so evil and terrible and selfish but then you see like her comeuppance and like she turns to dust and like super old it's so great so my number 10 is mother gothel
0: love it she she's fantastic and donna murphy like you said i the only way i was able to get in to see hello dolly on broadway was with donna murphy but it was it was so silly that it was like Oh well, I guess I'll go see. Right. Like, well, I don't know why people are treating it that way because she's absolutely incredible. Yeah. And every other person in the cast was exactly the same. Yeah, David Hyde Pierce was still yeah. in the show. Yeah, Gavin Creel still in the show, and and it was phenomenal. And, and arguably, you know, she might have been just as good, if yeah. not better than Bet. Yeah. You know, uh, so anyway, can't say enough about Donna Murphy. Great selection for me. Number ten, I'm going, just terrifying. Uh, I'm going. I mean, it's it's in her name. She's the evil queen, oh yeah, from Snow, snow white. white, yeah, she is just she's terrifying when she is in her natural form,, mm-hmm. and then she becomes even more terrifying when she becomes the hag, like that we were you know, as I shared, we were just at the parks over the weekend, and we went on the snow white ride, and you know you've got that moment where like she's staring into the mirror, mm-hmm. and I know as the parent she's about to swing a one eighty right and be the hag, and so I'm in the front row with my one and a half year old so I just put my hand down yep. right in front of her eyes and just sort of let her not know what was happening uh in that moment but she's just she's terrifying she is so horrible yeah to snow white um you know you had this like generation of these villains who were like the stepmom character or whatever who were just horrible you yeah. know to like Cinderella and uh um, was different but like they were just going after this the real princess the crown princess sort of situation and the fact that she like wants to have snow white's heart cut out like it just sends this poor huntsman like i mean she
1: set the standard
0: very high with being the first the first one they're like what could she do that would just be horrible
1: i want to cut this girl's heart Heart out out. (laughs) yeah because she might be prettier than me all right well that
0: didn't work so (laughs) now i'm gonna hunt her down and feed her this poison apple i just think she's She's terrifying. She will stop at nothing. It seems like nothing else in her life matters, other than making Snow White's life horrible, or at least yeah. eliminating her yeah. from the planet. And as the Hag, and just how like slimy she is yeah. when she appears at the cottage and like yeah. gets her to finally eat the apple. She's she's terrifying. And, she really is. And she was played uh, actually voiced by uh, an actress named Lucille Laverne, which oh. I just feels like such a. Such a great, such a great old name. Old school kind of name, yeah. It's really, really old school. And I was doing a little reading uh, into Lucille, and she actually was also uh, the voice of the old witch in the Silly Symphony oh. short as well. So, you know, did a lot of, those were some of her earlier roles, and I was just like, oh, that's that's a really She's like, I do cool a lot story. of witch work. Maybe you know me. A lot I'm, of witch work. I'm the witch. But, like, if you look up a photo of Lucille Laverne, like, she's sort of dressed like Captain Hook. Uh, ah! that tracks doesn't that track yes. like it's almost like they're like oh what should captain hook look like yeah there's remember lucille, <laughs> remember that lucille hat the hat she evil. used to wear i <laughs> that, think i think make it that. i think that's it for sure oh, but anyway that's that's, really that's, uh, that's my number 10 is the evil witch from snow white
1: i love it that's good and it is scary and i love uh, at uh disneyland how if you look at the above the like um the window i guess above the entrance to the snow white right yeah. every like Forty-five seconds or something. The curtains
0: open and the evil witches. And she's just sitting there. She refuses to go away. So good. Yeah.
1: Um. All right. Mine number nine is a uh, kind of a duo. It's the same character, but two performances of it. Okay. Both being equally good. Uh. And that's the character of Hades. Ooh. So I'm going Hades from the film Hercules, voiced by James Woods. Yeah. So good the animation of that is so great with the blue hair and how he just like stays very calm he's very upset (laughs) and then he yells you know it's just so great i love that whole and he has uh he checks the box of you know lovable sidekicks the you know the two um like demons that you know help him out and are just terrible but are really dumb and his constant being like oh my god i'm working with idiots here you know it's <laughs> just great and then the other performance of Hades is Cheyenne Jackson in the Descendants films oh right uh, he plays Hades who in the Descendant films he is I guess would be married to Maleficent because mm. he's the father of uh, I don't know what her character name is but Maleficent's daughter okay um I haven't watched it. Played any by Dove Cameron. You know, it's really great. And when you're when your daughters get bigger, you're gonna I don't know, maybe they'll move past it, but it's really enjoyable. The the music is really great. The movies were all directed by Kenny Ortega, who mm. knows what he's doing. Um yeah, the Descendants stuff is it's good. It's really fun. But Cheyenne Jackson plays Hades in, I think, the second one, and he has a great song with Dove Cameron about like being her dad, but like. Figure it out for yourself. I'm <laughs> Hades. You know? I, don't, I don't need to teach you anything. Right. You know? uh, but it's great. He's just Hades as a, as a mm. character being a bad guy. Really good. So that's my number nine.
0: He's a Broadway guy as well, right? He is. Shine Jackson, What was yeah. he in? Uh,
1: his big thing was All Shook Up, which was the uh, like, okay. Elvis musical. Right. I but then he was also in you. Xanadu and... He's got that look. Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: That yeah. like Broadway yeah, yeah. leading man, like yeah. next to normal yeah, yeah. sort of vibe. Yeah. He's uh, great. great selection. Okay. So for me at number nine, I'm going to go a live action mm. character. I'm going to go Captain Hector Barbosa from Pirates Ooh, of the that's Caribbean. A good one. Yeah. Played by Jeffrey Rush. He's absolutely phenomenal in the role. Barbosa just is. He's he's terrifying. You know, I mean, he he's terrifying. Obviously, you know, Davy Jones is terrifying as well. And I was yeah. torn between who I wanted to go with here. But when I think of like the OG villain in the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise, I think of Captain Barbossa, who comes back later in the story as well. Fun fact about Jeffrey Rush, you know, he's he's one of only 24 people who have won the triple crown of acting. Meaning what? He's won, I think, uh, a Tony, a primetime Emmy, and an Oscar. Oh. Yeah. That's cool. I didn't know that. I was like, look, I was like, 'Cause I know Jeffrey Rush, but I was like, What's some fun factoids yeah. about Jeffrey Rush? And I was like, Oh, that's really cool. Only twenty four people in the history of acting have done that. That's crazy. What a cool thing to say that you you have done. But I love Pirates of the Caribbean. I remember seeing it for the first time and I think I went to a midnight showing or something like that when it came out and was just immediately captivated, being a huge fan of, you know, the ride growing up. And I just think, you know, Jeffrey Rush played that villain so perfectly. Uh I mean, you could argue in a sense that maybe Johnny Depp, his character, Jack Sparrow is a little villainous in it as well because he's really out for himself. But I think the primary villain is Captain Barbossa and uh, I have him at number nine. I love that. That is a really strong
1: choice. And I like that we're sort of going outside of the box of because I have a few that are live action as well. And I think that's kind of fun because the Disney universe obviously is so enormous. enormous. Um, But this is exciting. All right. My number eight selection Mm -hmm. is A scary guy. Ooh, scary. Okay. Ooh, there's nothing redeeming about this guy. Okay. He's not funny. He doesn't have a good sidekick. Okay. He's just evil. He's just terribly scary and evil. And as I talked about last week on the podcast, this is from Hunchback of Notre Dame. And if you remember uh, the story about my kids literally crawling up the walls because they were so scared from this character, so I was like, he's got to be on the list. And that is Judge Claude Frollo, who is from Hunchback of Notre Dame. And uh, it's voiced by uh, the amazing actor Tony Jay, who is an old British actor, and he just had this beautiful, deep voice. Mm. And, you know, this character has a great song, that song Hellfire, which is Ooh. all about like, I want to burn down the city, but I also kind of love Esmeralda, and I kind of want her, but I want to kill her. Like it's it's so frightening, yeah. And it's animated in a really kind of spooky way, (laughs) lots of low angles and big shadows and stuff. Um, But he has a beautiful voice, so it's like you love the sound of it, but it's just so it's so creepy. And you know, he does all these things of like burning down Paris. Uh, He tries to kill. Quasimodo when he's a baby and throw him Dude, down a well, horrible. like yeah. he's just a terrible, <laughs> terrible guy. There's nothing really redeeming about him at all. But he's so scary, and I just love that voice so much. So my number eight selection was Judge Claude Frollo. Oh, I hadn't
0: I hadn't thought about him yeah. as an option. That is terrifying. Yeah. Okay, so number eight for me is a character that I feel like if you were a, if you're a kid watching this film. This character is terrifying for you because it's so uh, relatable, mm. in a sense. It's not like some big, scary adult. It's somebody that you could encounter on the playground. Yeah. it's in, Someone you may have encountered on the playground already. Yeah. And that is Sid Phillips. Yes, I thought that's where you were From going. Toy Story. Yeah. Voiced by Eric Von Detten. Oh really? Remember Eric Von Detten? No. From like he was in a bunch of like the old like Disney made for like TV movies. Yeah, yeah, made for TV movie. movies. If you saw like if I show you a picture of Eric Von yeah. Detten you go, "Oh, right, Wait, that guy." There he is. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was in uh Escape to Witch Mountain. He yeah. he played Brink. Yeah, yeah. Remember Brink? Um Princess Diaries, ton of stuff. Uh he does not doesn't act anymore actually. Hmm. He's like working in I don't know finance or something to that extent now uh but sid is sid is terrifying you know like he's terrifying for the toys obviously like if he's able to like strike that sort of fear into the heart of toys like all you know everyone who lives at andy's house being terrified of like going into sid's yard and how horrible that is and what he does to combat carl and all the other experimentation he does and all the other sorts of toys You know, you can imagine that if you went to school with Sid, he probably was like the kid that everybody was Do you think he was the
1: bully to everybody or was he like kind of the weird kid in the corner by himself? I don't know.
0: I mean, I feel like when you wear a big skull on your shirt. Yeah. And he was so loud and brash because he was mean to his sister too. And he also
1: looked like he had hair plugs at the age of... 12 yeah that was interesting i
0: wonder if that was just like they hadn't figured out the <laughs> right, animation I think that was end of, early it. Animation yeah. of hair that like how do, do we how <laughs> do we do a buzz cut i'm gonna look at some guy who just came from bosley yeah. and that'll that'll be your answer uh but i just think you know thinking of kids watching that like sid has got to be just this terrifying thing one because he's relatable but two like you've fallen in love with these characters these yeah. toys and that he wants to like blow up buzz and light woody on fire yeah. and all this sort of stuff it's Absolutely terrifying. So that's why I've got him at uh, number eight, Sid Phillips. I love that.
1: You know, I actually have, I bought a black hoodie that has the same skull that's on like skull and crossbones. Yeah. And I have been wanting to wear it here on the Disney podcast, but I, I felt nervous that I didn't want people to think that I was identified with Sid, <laughs> but it is sort of an homage to that. But I like it because it looks kind of punk rock, but yeah.
0: it is absolutely based on you Sid. You should have worn it for this episode. I like, should have worn today, it today. It would have been perfect. Oh, you're like, right. We did not dress villainous at all. Oh, but, no. But I love that also Sid makes sort of like a comeback in, is it Toy Story 3? He's the trash guy
1: oh yeah because he's still
0: wearing the shirt yeah i love that they do that that is i really love great. i love when pixar does that like i was just watching oh. coco the other night and yeah. when the yellow toyota truck goes flying uh-huh. through the frame at the beginning yep. it's like the pizza planet truck yep. i just love that they do that
1: i love um i saw something the other day they was showing how the batteries inside of buzz lightyear are L batteries yes. from wally yes like, that's like the big corporation i was like that's such a great it's so brilliant thing that they seen. do that um, all right, my number seven is, this is a character that I love to hate. Okay. He's just so great. And I've talked about him before, uh, and that is the character of Prince John, along oh. with Sir Hiss. I'll sort of put him as a team. Yeah. Um, voiced by Peter Ustinov. Mm. Um, but I just, I I mean, I love, I know I've quoted this quote a bunch of times, but, fortune tellers, how droll? Stop the coach! <laughs> uh, I just, he's so <laughs> sniveling and like, clearly you know is not in charge but is in charge and is like has power going to his head and is just a, the way that he's like a baby and whenever he gets yep. sad he sucks his, sucks thumbs. his thumb <laughs> it's so good <laughs> like he just is so uh, with, I'm, I'm trying to think of the right word like ineffectual like he just yeah. doesn't do anything right and he has sir His, who's kind of always around him always kind of trying to point him towards mm-hmm. the more evil thing to do but he just can't ever figure it out <laughs> so prince john from robin hood uh, along with sir hiss is just the absolutely amazing so that was my number seven
0: okay this number seven is for me is terrifying throughout pretty much the entire film up until the very end when it becomes sort of comical okay and that's going to be randall boggs from monsters inc
1: which one is Randall
0: Bach? Oh, the guy. Okay, he's is he got is he like long? He's like the gecko with many uh, hands.
1: Guy. Yeah, he looks like a gecko, and he kind of disappears sometimes.
0: He's the one that like wants to terrify. Yeah, boo, boo. boo. Yeah, okay, yeah. And yeah. he, uh, he, is, he is creepy. Voiced by Steve Buscemi. Yeah, he is just he's horrible. Like every other monster inside Monsters Inc. is just lovable. They are they sort of like put on the face to go and scare. Randall really loves terrifying children like yes. that he is out to terrify <laughs> yeah. and he wants to capture boo when they find that she you know has, has made it in uh to the other side and just you know when he's trying to like hide her door forever so like she can't get back yeah. and he's just terrifying and then but then i love at the end when she's like slamming him on the head with the bat or whatever it is yeah. and he just like keeps like shape-shifting because yeah. you know, he blends in with like yeah. uh, all the uh like wallpapers and stuff he's just he's terrifying and he is just the fact that he is out to get this little child and he just yeah. loves terrifying children that much um, yeah, that's terrifying. yeah to me
1: you know he I remember exactly when you're talking because I haven't seen Monsters Inc in a while, but I remember it was that thing that Disney does really well where most of Monsters Inc is not scary at all right right even though it's about like monsters and like scaring kids, it all is from an audience's point of view very tame and nothing's very scary. But they have that character and they just ramp up like so slowly. But then at the last second, they kind of like turn the oh, level yeah. like really to evil. But then by having the comedic sort of like hitting him on the head, it's like everything's OK. We're all OK. And just yep. the way the sort of managing of a character in that way yeah. is something that Disney does so well, where they can make you truly like nervous and scared, but not for too long, you know, from a kid's point of view. hundred percent. Yeah, that's, you know, a lot of. You know, other companies who don't have necessarily the responsibility of Disney being sort of wholesome can make, you know, some of the Harry Potter movies and stuff, like those are scary scenes. And they're not like, but everything's okay. They're like legitimately scary stuff. And Disney does such a good job, like with characters like that, of sort of making them just scary enough to make you, as a seven year old, like be uncomfortable. But then everything's okay.
0: Yeah. And then you've got that nice balance also of when he's being terrifying that you have Sully Yeah and Mike, like, you know, like, Mike uh, being comedic, but then yeah. Soli being the protector. Like yeah. you've got that balance of like, well, as long as Sully's there, Randall's not going to be able to get the boo. Yeah. And then you, Mike Wazowski does something ridiculous yeah. and then you laugh. Yeah. You know, it's just that perfect yeah. balance of emotion. So yeah, for me a number number seven, Randall Boggs. I love it. Um, all right. This is my
1: number six. This is an all time, all time great. Okay. E- easily could be in the top five, Ursula. <sighs> I mean, voiced by the amazing Pat Carroll yeah. from Little Mermaid. Great songs, you know. Poor unfortunate souls. Mm. Oh, what a great song. Yep. Um, the great sidekicks with the two uh, Flotsam and Jetsam, the yeah. eels. You know, with the one they each have one ye- uh, yellow eye. Yep. Uh, mean, scary. Has a big moment at the end when she turns into the giant. Oh my you gosh. know, Once she has the the trident. Um, I remember being truly terrified of the little like shrimp people. Oh that yeah, she the soul people. Yeah, like after she would take somebody's soul and they she'd turn them in these little like weed kind of oh, like yeah. shrimp seahorsey kind of just yeah <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> and I remember like I mean Little Mermaid came out when I was in high school or maybe early high school, but it was like scary. It was mm-hmm. like actually like whoa I don't could somebody like do that to me? Like, could I be turned into <laughs> one of those if I did something wrong? Right. And, and she was so scary, but in that great way, just like the way that she moved and the way they animated all those big legs and just kind of like, <laughs> oh God, she's like terrifying. moving quickly through, like at the frame. And then obviously poor unfortunate souls. We should, this is not a music episode, but let's listen to just a tiny little bit of poor unfortunate souls. Cause it's just so tasty. Yeah. Poor unfortunate souls in pain in need this one longing to be thinner that one wants to get the girl
2: and do i help them yes indeed
1: those poor
2: unfortunate souls so sad so true they come flocking
1: to my cauldron crying spells to please and i help them
2: yes i do
1: now it's happened once or twice someone couldn't pay the price
2: and i'm afraid i had to rake them across the oh.
0: I mean, she's so great in that. Oh, my God. Just the girth. Yes. Girth is a great in, word. Of that character, the girth and the, the voice, voice to be yeah. able to like, because it takes a very specific voice to be able to sing yeah. that yeah. that role. And was it, you said it was Pat Carroll, yeah. right? Uh, Tony nominee. Yes. And a Grammy winner. Another Broadway person. Another Broadway person. Yeah. I could totally picture her like as a Mama Rose. Oh, yeah. Type. Totally. Like yeah. She just has that grit to her voice yeah, for sure. That deep grit. Yeah. yeah. Ursula's terrifying. Yeah.
1: So that was my number six was Ursula.
0: Uh, number six for me great selection by the way uh, number six for me is going to be another live action one uh, this one's a little silly okay, but also very villainous mm-hmm. and very slimy with the villain mm-hmm. villainosity. Villainosity. I don't know that's what. a good word villainousity villainosity. Villain-os-osity. Villain-os-osity. <laughs> uh, they call me magical Mr. Villainosity. <laughs> I don't know what that's I'm doing good. over here uh, I'm going to go Jack Frost from Santa Claus 3 that is a great one, played by Martin, Martin Short. Martin Short, yes, he is just so that is a great sneaky, one. yeah, yeah. And and his goal of like turning the North Pole into this like cash commercial, cow yeah. commercial situation, and the way that that he works, like there's that great exchange that he has. Um, I think it's is it with um, oh my gosh, it's with Scott's wife's, it's the mother-in-law. Where oh. she's like... Oh, um played by... Um, oh, what uh, is her name? Iconic actress. Anne Margaret. Anne Margaret. Yep. And she's like, chestnuts roasting on an open <laughs> yep. fire. Yes. Jack Frost nipping. And he goes, ooh. <laughs> Let's sing it again. No, is last part. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Yeah. He's just like, he's so slimy. He's just turning everybody against everybody. Yeah. Trying to figure out the way to get to the globes and how... He can uh, get uh, Scott to become Scott again and not Santa Claus anymore to say, I wish I'd never become Santa yeah. Claus. Now he's hiding the globe and then yeah. he brings it out. He's just so sneaky, so slimy. Uh, and that's why I've got Jack Frost at number six.
1: I love that. And also big shout out to the costume makeup department for that character. Yeah. Because they did such a cool job of making his hair looked like it was icicles but it still was like styled yes and his face was that kind of light blue
0: it's, that was it great. was it was it was who great else choice. could play that oh, other than short, martin short just the greatest maybe one of the more underrated comedic 100%. actors of our time
1: absolutely like whenever you say his name people go oh yeah he's great but like if i if i went up to a random person who was like who are the funniest actors people would be like Will Ferrell.
0: Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey.
1: Like, and he should be in those lists. 100% he
0: And you should. know what he's
1: also especially great at? Hmm. He is, I think, definitely of this generation. There were some old good ones like Don Rickles and stuff. Yeah. But nowadays, Martin Short is your best bet for a talk show guest.
0: Yeah. He is
1: so good on any talk show that he goes on. He's able... He's got jokes from mm-hmm. the beginning. He's got great stories, great anecdotes. He knows how to have energy. He defers to the host and what the like style oh, yeah. of the comedy of the show is. He's like
0: a great guest. And he might pull a microphone from yes. behind his start chair singing. and start singing Absolutely. some random song. He's Has great. he ever been on Broadway?
1: Yeah, he okay. was actually. There was a show. Um, uh, I it was one of my first auditions for a Broadway show. Was uh, I think it was called Little Me. and okay. It was like he played a bunch of characters, and it was like semi autobiographical. I think about oh, his I life. I love Martin Short. I want to yeah. meet him. I'm yeah. putting that
0: out into the universe. I want to meet Martin Short. Absolutely. At Disneyland at Christmas time. Yes. That would be the ultimate. And then you're gonna go
1: <laughs> Jack Frost. <laughs> <Ryan, laughs> and he's like, get out. he's gonna be like, get away from me, <laughs> you creep. I love it. <laughs> All right, we're to the top five. We made it. This one is. Truly scary, and there's one particular shot of this character that gives me nightmares just thinking of it. Really, the character is Cruella DeVille. Oh, so scary! Oh, so scary. so scary. Voiced by Betty Lou Gerson. What Gershon a name! Gerson. Uh, she was. I mean, she's was very old. She lived from uh, 1935 to 1997. Okay. Uh, but she was a Disney Legend Award winner, which is very mm. cool. Um, and she voices Cruella DeVille. And, okay, so let's talk about this character. She drives this big, scary car. <laughs> big, scary car. And she has this big mink coat. She's got the white and the black hair. She's got the cigarette and the long, like, cigarette holder. And she's always ashing all over people. Oh, yeah. and She always has smoke all around her face. And she just seems, like, dirty and scary and rich and insecure. <laughs> totally scary and, and, rich. and just, like... Everything makes your skin crawl. And then they have that amazing song, not that she sings, but right. that Roger sings, Cruella de describing her as like, at first you think Cruella is the devil, but after time has worn away the shock, you come to realize you've seen those kind of eyes watching you from underneath a rock. You know, <laughs> like She's just described as just being the worst. Yeah. Um, so that she is by far one of the scariest, scariest villains, in my opinion. And the shot that I'm thinking of is there's near the end of the movie... She's driving crazy, yes. and it's like a direct shot of her, and she's got the steering wheel, but the camera kind of like zooms in, and they do something to her eyes where they like put like almost like spirals yeah, in, spiral in, in thing, her yeah. eyes as opposed to the pupils. And I still, I, it freaks me out just the thought of like this crazy lady just like, <laughs> just like <laughs> driving and like willing to mow down anybody to – steal these puppies to make oh a coat gosh. out of them. She's the worst. So, so yeah, horrible. number five, Cruella DeVille. She's so terrible.
0: So horrible. Uh, that's a great selection. I mean, did I tell you, uh, Emerson, the first time we ever took her to Disneyland and she like met Mickey. It was towards the end of the day. That was a really great experience. I'll post photos of that on our, our Patreon page so people can see when Emmy first met Mickey and I've got like bloodshot eyes yeah. I'm just crying everywhere. And then Pluto was right around the corner and right as it was our turn to walk up to Pluto, there's that that door yeah. that the cast members come sure. in and out of and she bursts out. and she goes here
2: I am
0: <laughs> and my daughter just Terrified. lost it yeah and some kid who's like seven years old in lies line is like ah! You hear, like, when you, like, hit the live version of every photo. Yeah. as like Pluto's, like, cowering away, and my right. daughter's, like, crying. You just hear this seven-year-old, like, screaming at the top of his lungs. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, well, let's pack it up and, yeah. and head home. She just... Oh, my God. Was she trying to steal Pluto? I don't know. She j- oh. probably probably trying to steal every dog she could oh find at the gosh, park. She was brutal. Uh, I will never forget that moment. Um, all right. So, number five for me, I'm making a change here mm. on the fly. And reason being is... I think this character is such a great villain because I remember seeing this movie for the first time and in no way thinking for the first half of the film, maybe longer than the first half, that this person was bad. Mm. And that's Hans. Sure. Frozen. The way his character is positioned, like you just think, like him and Anna are falling in love and he's going to be the prince, like, and we're going to love this guy and all good things are going to happen. And then just how bad he becomes, and how it's all about him, and you know she's sitting there like about to like freeze to death, and he like puts out the fire, yeah. Just like it's just so, it's chilling. Yeah, the lengths that he is willing to go to for Arendelle to become like his, yeah, it's just horrible. And it's like it is that turn because when you think about Disney movies, for the most part the villain they establish them as a bad guy or from a bad person yes. from the drop you're like that person is bad i know it but hans it's like this long con with him and then they just hit you with it yeah right at the end you're like you got to stop this guy yeah he's horrible he's he gonna, was the villain the whole time he was there. how did i not see this coming yeah. you know yeah. like it's like a great mystery sort yeah. of sort of film and so i just think that that turn is what makes him such a dramatic villain. Is that yeah. we were able to be? I personally was just was hoodwinked. Yeah, you know, for forty five I mean, minutes has to that an hour. Like,
1: great song of um, the um, what is that song that we finished um, each other's sandwiches? Yeah, my uh, uh,
0: life has been a series of doors slammed in my face. I've been waiting my whole life. Na, 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 na. And it it's mm. the party talking, what a chocolate fondue, fondue, but with you,
2: but with you. I feel fine, and nothing like I've, I've ever been, is been Love do. is an open door. Love is an open door. Love is an open door.
0: I love that we could have just had Chris play <laughs> oh, the song, my God. but we stumbled through it. Oh, that mumbling is great. Song, that mumbling song, mumbling words. That would be a fun game. That is a fun game. Is you just mumble, and you got to figure out what the song is. Yeah, that's good. Um, that anyway, is a great I think choice he, I think he's a great villain Yeah So Han's that. at number five for me
1: um, And you know what I have never done But I wonder it would be fun to go back and watch frozen hmm. is I wonder if there are any signs that he is going to make that turn. It's gotta be that you don't like, we didn't notice, but like upon rewatching that you right. can see something. I, I don't, I can't think of anything, but Can I? if you uh, listening to this or watching this know of like, Oh, well there's a moment in the first act where, you know, he does this and it's a, a you know, a sign that he's going to hmm. turn. Uh, I'd love to know that. Um, that's a great choice though. Thank Very you. good. Um all right, not nah, uh mine number 4. Ugh. I hate these characters. <laughs> characters. Characters. They're a, g- a group. Okay. I hate I hate these characters. And I don't even like to use the word hate about anything in life. Okay? But I hate these characters. I can't wait to hear who it is. They're just the worst. They get my goat so bad. And that is I'm I'm labeling them the ant elephants. Oh
0: yes, the Dumbo They're elephants so mean that are so
1: mean to the to Dumbo's mom yeah. and to Dumbo about his big ears and you're never you're a freak mm. and they are just the Horrible. worst kind of people yeah. in the world in the world their names are Elephant Matriarch Prissy Giddy and Caddy hmm. and they are just now. The worst one is the matriarch. Hmm. Oh yes, he has got the low voice, and she, right. you know know—they're just so mean to poor Horrible. Dumbo, who yeah. is a baby, just a child. He's not, not even a child; he's a baby. Yeah, he's so little, and he's just so alone. Dumbo is one of those movies that I don't know if you've watched it lately. No, it, it, it—I it, don't want to say it doesn't hold up, but that's probably the best way to say it. It is a sad, kind of terrifying. Somewhat racist. Yeah. Like, it is a movie that you're like, whoa. We always, I think the ride Dumbo makes us think of like, Dumbo was such a great movie because people ride the Dumbo and ride. And to go fly. And it's like a wonderful experience that parents have with their kids. It's like almost yep. iconic, you know, of like you're at Disney World or Disneyland. You got to go on Dumbo with your little kid. like. And so we remember Dumbo being this... Maybe ha- more happy, wholesome right. thing. But there are like scenes when Dumbo's like in the clown makeup and they're like, jump off, you're on f- the thing's on fire. And he's like, scared. It's like a terrifying yeah. movie. Um, so, yeah. those elephants in particular of that movie are, in my opinion, just the worst villains. So, I hadn't the even Ant Elephants. That's such a great selection. Uh, at number four. Whew,
0: brutal. All right. So, number four for me is going to be a repeat, and that is Ursula. Played by Patricia and Carol, uh, just such a fantastic performance. You yeah. identified so many moments in there that are dynamic. She's terrifying, and she's just so evil in the way that she is able to convince people to sell their soul essentially for this little thing. Yeah, you know, you can have what you want, but you got to give me your soul. It won't cost much. Yeah, it won't cost just 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 your voice. <laughs> um, she's terrifying, yeah. and. I think even like Disney knows how terrifying she is. Cause if you go on the little mermaid ride, like she's got like one little moment where you see Ursula yeah, and then now kiss the girl yes. like blah, blah, blah. And then she's sinking in the water yeah. and that's sort of the end of it. But she like in the framework of the story, she's terrifying. I mean, that's why when we were talking about like a fantasy football team, like who would you want your defense to be like 11 Ursulas? Sounds like the most scary thing. Think about all those. How to get your soul. Ooh, and all With those arms. all those arms. Just like, <laughs> how do you get away? Yeah. Like, and she's just so big. Yeah. She just feels like, I don't know if there are octopuses that are that big in the world, but yeah. she seems like the largest octopus that's ever existed. Also, I've never thought about this
1: until just in this moment, but how cool of an animation style of her. So she's essentially an octopus from the chest down. Right. Right. But then she's kind of almost a human form above that and then her octopusness sort of is like her dress almost but then it like right. becomes her legs but then she also has two regular arms and that's then a good she's, point. and I've like, I just never have really thought of the anatomy of Ursula So she has 10 arms So she actually has 10 arms so our math Whoa. was incorrect She's
0: even better on defense um, yeah. yeah
1: And but like that's such a cool idea like I don't know if Ursula is a character from the original Hans Christian Andersen. Mm. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, she's the way that they animated her is so yeah. interesting.
0: She's like the, the centaur, but ter- yeah, yeah. the terrifying version yes. of it. An underwater uh, centaur. Oh, yeah. God. No thanks. Uh, uh, maybe that's how they pitched it. Yeah. Imagine like an underwater centaur. What yeah. would that be like? An octopus. I love uh, that. But Yeah, Ursula is just absolutely terrifying, and she just wants nothing but what she wants, and she's willing to do whatever yeah. necessary to get it. So that's my number four. Scary, scary.
1: Yeah. Um, All right. My number three this is a villain who has somewhat redeemed himself. Okay. And so, because of that, he's now very lovable. And a lot of people love this guy. Uh, And this is my first live action. Now, because obviously we have all of the, you know, Disney stuff, you have the Marvel stuff, Uh, you have the Star Wars stuff. You're including that. So, I was including all of that in the Disney universe. Okay. So, this is a Marvel character. I'm going with Loki.
0: Ooh. Do you know
1: much of the Marvel world?
0: I so I set off, and I feel like we have to do a countdown of like Marvel yeah. specific at some point. Is that? I had seen like some of the movies here and there, really loved Iron Man, yeah. but like never really sat down and one watched all of them or really paid mind to like how the stories intersect. Oh, yeah. And then in the pandemic, you're sitting at home. I got Disney Plus. My wife and I like looked up online the best order. Yeah, the best way to watch it. To yeah. watch them and we did it. And yeah. we went from beginning all the way, you know, through like adventures. Yeah.
1: It is an amazing experience. We also, during the pandemic as a family, we like watched everyone from Iron Man to the end. Yeah. And the character of Loki uh, who appears. I think in the first Avengers movie, um, and is the villain uh, is just so great. He's the brother of Thor. He shape shifts. Yeah. He lies, and it's played by the amazing actor Tom Hiddleston, yes. who is probably one of the best actors working today. If you mm. really, and I'm saying this as a fellow actor, like he, the craft that he does, not only in the character of Loki, but other um, films that he's done, he is an expert craftsman mm. in the art of acting just he is he's so 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 good but this character of loki he's so iconic with it and he just is like slimy and he lies to you but he has that look of like i'm not lying to you what you lied to me before i'm not lying to you this yeah. time, brother and i have... I, I, I will <laughs> yeah. never lie again and yeah then, okay i'll believe you this time i lied right it's like he just is <laughs> like he's always deceiving people but he tells you he's not He's so lovable. Uh, by by the time that he, you know, the sort of Avengers movies finish, and if you've been watching the Loki series, which season two will be coming out pretty soon, mm-hmm. uh, it's a great series, and he just is so cool in it. And they got all these variants, but I, I just think that the character of Loki is is a really fun villain to sort of like hate and then kind of love. Totally. Um, so yeah. So my uh, my number three is Loki.
0: Yeah, we saw him walking around the parks. Oh, at really? Disney last time we were there, and just like the guy who was him was just phenomenal. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Um. Now I'm thinking, I feel like we missed potentially some really great villains. Because sure. I didn't think, I, I thought the other day, I was like, oh, should I include like, Marvel and Darth and, Vader. Yeah, I mean. exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking right <laughs> yes, now on this yes. moment. Like, if Disney I have owns... them in
1: my in my also ran list. Also ran list. Yeah. Okay,
0: because I mean, Darth Vader, one of the yeah. scariest of all time. Yes. You could argue though that um, wh- what's the guy that's like in charge of Darth Vader? The Emperor. The Emperor. Like yeah. he's probably worse. Yeah, yeah, Than Darth Vader. Yeah, um, definitely. Because he made Darth Vader. Yeah, and he's just all out for himself. He's like, yeah, kill your son. Um, all right. So number three for me, this is going to be a lovable villain it's going to be captain hook oh yeah captain hook uh is hysterical but also scary like there there are moments where like captain hook is legitimately scary and you feel like he's out to get these children like he is he is horrible but then then he you know encounters his kryptonite you know in in the croc and there's just so many hysterical moments you know him and smee together are absolutely brilliant um He's just so silly, uh, but it it is the perfect balance of like silly and terrifying mm-hmm. with Captain Hook, and as we've talked about before, like the connection between like Captain Hook and the father, and is this really a dream? And is like Dad, the the character of Captain Hook in the dream? Who knows? But you know, voiced by Hans uh, Conrad, who just did a, an absolutely brilliant job uh, playing not only the father character but Captain Hook as well, yeah. and um, just the idea of this person who's trying to like, he's really just out to like steal joy is, is yeah. really w- what feels like he's out to do, but he still has this childlike yeah. aspect to him as well. And it almost feels like Captain Hook is like conflicted as a as a human because it's like maybe he sees in Peter, maybe that's the story there. Is yeah. like he sees in Peter like all this childlike joy that he misses within himself, but, but because he can't find it, yeah, in himself, he's like, "Well, I'm just gonna steal it from these Captain kids, Hook or I'm gonna be eliminate a great them.
1: Candidate for therapy, a hundred percent.
0: Yeah. So, Captain Hook, if you're listening, if you want to yeah. come out on the show and, and air your, your issues, we'd love to have you on. But yeah, uh, number three for me is gonna be Captain Hook from Peter Pan. I love that. That's uh, that is a great choice. Uh, my number
1: is this. My number two. Number two. Oh yeah. Gosh, this two. is my number two. I'm all. This is also a duo. Okay. Including a duo. It's really one, but you gotta at least talk about his pal. Okay. Um, and this is gonna be guest on. Oh. Gaston is so great, voiced by Richard White. Okay. Um, who I am sort of like unfamiliar of what that guy has done. It says that he's been uh, in Broadway shows, um, but he just had that great voice of the good looking guy. You know, he yes. just was so full and baritone with like even just his speaking voice is so great. And then obviously LeFou, um, who's voiced by a guy that I know named Jesse Corti. We should have him on the show. Really? He. Uh, he Goes to a church that I used to go to and we became friends, and he's still an actor. Um, but he was the voice of, of oh, Lefou wow. in the in the Beauty and the Beast movie, amazing. Um, but Gaston checks so many boxes for me evil, scary, uh, great hair, great hair. has a great yeah. song. I mean, the song Gaston is like so great, and even his like stuff in the opening of you know, when he's like, That's the girl that I'll marry, you know, all that yes, stuff yes, is yes, great. Yes. Um, and then he has like a truly scary moment. When he's about to kill the beast and his hair is now kind of like all wet yeah. and it's like in his face. And he just like the animators make his features just go from this like bravado kind of like I'm full of myself to like I'm truly an evil, terrible human. Yeah. And it's like just a moment like we were talking about with the um, Rodney. Rodney. From uh, Monsters, Inc., is that what it was? Oh, uh, uh, Randall. Randall. Yes. Um, of like, so he's not really scary until there's a moment when he's scary, but then it's everything's. It's like handled. you see
0: his his spirit. Yes. In that moment, that he's been able to keep this facade up for so mm-hmm. long. And then all of a sudden, you see like really what is at the core, yeah. of that human, yeah. and it's expressed through his eyes.
1: He would, he would also be a good candidate for therapy. I feel like a lot of these villains might be really. That'd be a really interesting. <laughs> no, that'd be a group great, therapy. Oh my god, that would be a great idea for a show. The Disney should do. You could do it as an animated show, and it's like group therapy sessions with villains, and they're all just working out their daddy issues, yeah. their you know, insecurity issues. Why their they have an issue with these issues. princesses. Yeah, yeah. Like what
0: is the... yeah, oh, that? yeah, that would be actually really, a great really, really show. Funny. That's a great show. Or an idea. SNL sketch. Yes. <laughs> one one <laughs> of the too. two. So Keenan, you yes. know, I know you love this show. Yeah. I want to see this on SNL in the next couple weeks. Uh, great selection. Uh, number two for me is gonna be. You know, a character from one of my favorite Disney movies of all time, one of my favorite movies from childhood, uh, and that is Jafar. Mm. I just think Jafar is evil from the drop. You just know that bad things are coming. Yeah. Anything that involves Jafar is going to be bad for everybody except Jafar. Even even Iago is going <laughs> to yes. suffer in, yes. in some way. He is clearly just out for himself from the beginning with the lamp all the way through the end when he, like, gets the powers of the genie. And uh, it's just terrifying. Voiced by Jonathan Freeman, who, you know, fun fact for those who don't know, he played Jafar on Broadway yeah. for a long time. Just recently left, yeah. Yeah, I I wonder, like, how many people went into the theater knowing that they were going to essentially yeah. see Jafar play Jafar and then open up their playbill and they're like, wait, this is a guy who did it in the movie? Like, I wonder if he even knew, like, <laughs> had any inclination that when he did the film they're like yeah. hey by the way you're just gonna go play us on Broadway just go do it on Broadway for, like for like a ton years. of time as yeah. well um and he was just as great I saw it you know on Broadway a few years back and uh he was obviously fantastic. He yeah. knows the role, knows yeah. how to play it yeah. perfectly. And
1: I wonder if like whoever the resident director of Aladdin is, if they try to give him notes, he's like, mm, actually, no. <laughs> yeah. I know what I'm Can doing. Can you be a little bit more like
0: <laughs> me? Yes, I would film. I would be love to be more like me. Uh but yeah, I just think Jafar is is terrifying and, and in the end when he just <sighs> becomes like so like the snake. Yeah. At the end you're just like, This is it. Yeah. This is the end for everybody. I don't know how we're gonna get out of this thing, and Genie's locked in his chain and it's just like everyone's going to lose. Jasmine's
1: dying in the quicksand.
0: Everything's done and he's going to win and then he
1: doesn't. And doesn't he then get even bigger because when he asks to become a genie, he goes from being like the snake... When he's like the most powerful wizard in the world. Yes. And then his next thing is like, make me a genie, which is, I can do anything. And then he gets like all muscly and ripped, but, you know. The but then he's intimate. huge. Yeah.
0: But then he could be put back in the lamp, which yeah. is sort of like his, yeah. his kryptonite. Yeah. But yeah, I just think Jonathan Freeman does a fantastic job uh, that there's just so much tension in those last couple like moments in yeah. the film before oh, yeah. he be, you know gets put into a lamp and then yeah. we never hear from him again until he gets his follow-up movie but uh but yeah i just think it's absolutely brilliant and terrifying and there's nothing redeeming no about jafar no whatsoever he's he's terrible and actually jafar made a surprise appearance when i was at sweetheart night oh really like didn't expect a jafar to yeah, be yeah. there but we were at this like royal ball thing where yeah. all like the characters were dancing to this big band and then like there's this show element and all of a sudden like they're like Jafar's like wait a second and everyone like turns around he's like standing in the middle of this like hedge right and he goes you know what I think we need some merriment and then like this song starts playing what an odd choice and it was so odd that, that it was like jafar right yeah and I don't know where he went from there but like he made it he had like the full-on like staff with yeah, the cobra yeah. on it it was it was terrifying That's uh so funny but then he disappeared and we all just danced away
1: did you ever see aladdin at the hyperion theater at disneyland yes the show yeah yeah, yeah.
0: um which was great
1: it really was great it was the, good, yeah they did a good job i mean and that was open before the broadway production so they learned right. a lot for the broadway production from that um but that had that crazy thing at the end with that snake that was like <sighs> the whole size of the entire stage terrifying and i remember like little kids
0: screaming because it was so <laughs>
1: scary um that is a great choice jafar is
0: true evil I wonder if I hate him so much because I'm terrified of snakes. That would probably... Like, snakes is genuinely one that of would my probably to fears it. in life. And yeah. when he becomes that Make big, like, cobra at the end, I'm like, nope. Done. I'm good. I'm Done. out. Anyway, so that's my number two, Jafar. I love it. I wonder um, if we have the same number one. I have a feeling... We don't. We don't? Nope, because my you?
1: number one has already been set.
0: Oh, already... fun.
1: Um, Now, I I kind of had two for number one. Okay. And one's kind of a joke. um, And one's real. Uh, My number one... This this is a person who, a character who steals joy, mm. who wrecks magic, mm. who just takes the good things and turns them bad. Okay. And that's Bob Chapek.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I literally was like <laughs> racking. <laughs>
1: uh, I'm just kidding, Bob. Uh, I'm just kidding, Bob. You're not number loves, one on our Disney show. <laughs> yeah, he loves this but show. But I will say. <laughs> in all, in all seriousness the the sort of like rehab that Disney has been doing over the last few months has been really good because there was uh def- whether it was warranted or not yeah there was a feeling amongst Disney fanatics that some of the magic was going away mm. or things were not Having that same kind of feeling that they seem to always have, right? I know a lot of that is just sort of the groundswell of the mob mentality of like, we hate Bob Chapek, we hate Bob Chapek, we do hate him, yeah, Yeah. we do. You know, so I, I, I don't know the man. Obviously, he's doing quite well financially. He's fine. Yeah. So hopefully, he's not offended by
0: this. But that was my joke. Pick was Bob Chapek. My number one actual. Wouldn't it be funny though if like that was the plan? Because like every great. Disney story has a villain. Yes. That, like people have to get behind like that guy's gotta come down. Listen, I heard a theory, and I'm
1: I doubt this is true, but I did read a theory uh in like Business Weekly or something. It was like a, a blog post. And this the guy's theory was Disney had to do some of these changes that Bob Chapek did. Like they had to financially you know, raise the prices on food and mm-hmm. raise the prices on the parks and make the less, you know, um, availability and all this. And so there's this theory there that I have no facts to base this upon, But that essentially Bob Iger was like, all right, I'm going to leave. You're going to do all this bad stuff that like we know we have to do. Yeah. And everybody's going to be mad at you. You're going to get a forty million dollar severance package, and I'll come back in and be the hero. And then I can we can sort of because if you Mm. look at what Bob Iger's done, there's plenty of CPAC policies that are still in place. Right, Bob Iger is not necessarily undone. He said, "Oh no, we're back, and the magic's back," and everybody goes, "Oh, Dad's home again." Yes, right, like that's the sort of feeling. Yeah, but there is a theory out there. It Hashtag does feel fake, like a Disney facts, movie, but doesn't it? Yes, it, it totally really does. It really feels like it. Like, like we need a villain. The hero here. got
0: sent away, yeah. and like God, if only you know so and so would come back. Yeah, you know we need you back. Yeah. You know, and then comes back, and the villain's done away with, and yep. everyone lives happily ever after. Exactly. Wow, Very. I can't wait to see that movie. <laughs> exactly.
1: There are theories, but my number one actual should surprise no one. Captain Hook. Captain Hook. I, I, I feel, you know, now I have to say this, Danny, yes. because we've done a few of these, you know, countdowns so far, uh, with songs, uh, characters, movies, we've rides. done rides. I am letting Peter Pan be number one for a every lot. single <laughs> thing. And I really am not meaning to do that. So I may have to like consciously like push Peter Pan down to like number three or something, because I don't want to only be known as the Peter Pan guy. Um, but I just love Peter Pan so much. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, Captain Hook, voiced by Hans Conried, uh, just so deliciously terrible. And, yeah. you know, as Danny was saying, you know, he steals joy. He just is this constant sort of like rock mm. that Peter has to keep pushing away. But, like, I, you in, know, in weird way it's almost like Captain Hook is more pushing Peter away like because mm. he seems to one, be the one that's always like we're going to fight we're n- hey no we're going to fight now and Peter's like eh, I'll fight you whenever I will feel like it you know yeah. and so he's so good obviously in the original film he's great at when Dustin Hoffman played him in Hook. Right. Um, the I don't know if you... Have your kids watched Jake and the Neverland Pirates? No. Which is an, a Disney Channel show. Um, the guy that voices him now uh, is great, and he's okay. got the same kind of inflections and everything, but he's, again, just this like idiot who just can't (laughs) do anything right he's constantly scared of the tiktok croc you got smee the lovable you know right hand man uh who just always is deferring to him and they're a great duo i love his costume i love all the stuff with the hook uh i loved in peter and the star catcher that which was a play on broadway um that we sort of find out in that story the way that he got his hook was he was trying to get something amazing and then a uh um a box like closed on his wrist right. and he lost his hand and that's right. right, right. Hook. So I just love I, I all of those sort of like iconic things. I love the fact that he's also voiced by the dad, which is sort of this like, you know, is the dad the villain in a weird way, maybe he is or what he represents. Yeah. It just is great. I, I just think that Captain Hook is a Great character, he's fun to dress up as uh, for Halloween. You'd get the big yeah. kind of flourishy coat and the hat with oh, the feathers yeah. and stuff, it's just great. So, my number one best villain uh, is Captain Hawk.
0: I love that you're the Peter Pan guy. I know. I feel like we need to maybe swap our pictures that hang behind <laughs> we'll us here the in the studio. And I gotta be honest, that was a mistake. I meant for yours to be or Peter Pan to be on your side, and then I realized I put them in the wrong frames because they're they're different oh, gotcha. I wanted it yeah, to yeah. match on either side I was like oh crap but it's nice here because I get to look at it. But you get it. to look at it. That's yeah. why I was like, you know what? Because Space Mountain's one of my faves, and it's right there behind you. you. Yeah. And then you get to see Peter Pan right behind me. So, I mean, again, I think there are worse things to be known yes. as in life than the Peter Pan guy. Yes. So I'm excited for, you know, when we do our heroes. All future,
1: yeah. Who will it be? Who will it be? <laughs> I wonder.
0: Uh, okay, so this number one for me, and before I get to this, I uh, just want to remind everyone, if you're not following us on social media, please do so. We are at disney countdown show on instagram and TikTok at pod disney on twitter and at disney countdown on facebook and if you're loving what you're hearing please make sure to rate and review that's what ensures more people find our show and if you're really really loving it and you want to connect with eric and i on a one-on-one basis we are on uh patreon you can uh, click the link in the episode notes and that'll get you to our patreon where you'll get episodes before anyone else. You also get bonus episodes that only subscribers to the show get. And you get to be a part of this private community of people who are Disney obsessed, just like you. It's really, really special place to be. And people have already been like messaging like, Oh, should we do like a meetup or can we do like a Disney Peloton ride? Somebody messaged the other day, like let's do one of the Cody Rigsby rides. I was like, done. Um, but yeah, that, that's a good place to connect with more people like you, and that's really what we're about here is community. So please uh, make sure you check that out. Uh, and without any further ado, uh, I'm going to get to who is arguably the most evil villain. I mean, maybe in movie history, mm. Scar. Yeah, Scar is bad. That's a good one. The person who will kill their brother, yeah, just so they can become king, but also become king and like change the way that everything yeah. has been ruin and everything. the balance like yeah. ruin everything yeah like for for what like yeah. what really is scar's motivation other than power. just power yeah. and just evil yeah he's just evil yeah. and then he wants to kill simba yeah like a child he wants to kill his brother and his nephew yeah it's just horrible and then
1: even when he doesn't kill him but just makes him think that he killed his father or that it was like oh his gosh his fault like Oh, to put that on a kid. It's terrible. terrible. Absolutely
0: terrible. I just think, like, there's no... Again, we, we brought this up a lot on this account. I was like, there's no redeeming qualities. Yeah. A few of these people, like Jack Frost, you kind of like sure. a little bit. And Captain Hook, you kind of sure. like him a little bit. Um, but Scar, it's just... He's just all bad. Just mean. I I We're taking Emerson to see the stage production of Lion King yeah. at the Pantages here in a few weeks. And I just... I'm already thinking about The Stampede. Right. Already, like I, I remember when I saw the stage production for the first time, and like that scene was coming, I was like, "Okay, well, here's my time to yeah. cry, yeah, because uh, it's just your your heart
1: breaks." Well, the emotion of the moment, yeah, the plot, what happens plot wise, and then that music is so scary, and you have the strings like kind of just like hee- yes, hee- and so the tension is super high. Oh,
0: and then terrible. and then Mufasa has a chance to live, yeah, and he's like, "Brother, live." the king yeah. like it's just jeremy irons is so just good. so so perfect like yeah. that voice captures who scar is yeah. and who his essence is and i just think he's pure evil and of course his name is scar yeah like might be the best villain name yeah yeah of all time it is a good villain name it, like if your name was like i don't know, slash yeah like that's just it's perfect yeah. uh there's you can't say much more about it so that rounds up my list number one I scar
1: did you know you may know this but Maybe some of our listeners don't. Did you know that Lion King is based on Hamlet?
0: Maybe I'd heard that.
1: It is 100% the story of Hamlet. Yeah. So essentially Hamlet is my father was killed by my uncle. Mm. And I don't know how to approach that. You know, The whole to be or not to be is like, do I want to stay alive and deal with my treacherous uncle who has now married my mother and (sighs) killed my father and I know it? Or do I want to just, like, retreat and be like, I'm not dealing with this? Mm. And that is the story of Hamlet, and that is 100% the
0: story of uh, Lion King. So it's based on Hamlet. That's wild. I love that. Not to be mistaken with Omelette. The musical, (laughs) correct from something rotten. From something rotten. All
1: right, this was a great list. I I I had a lot of fun with this one. So, uh, and we do have some great selections that are going to be in the Patreon bonus episode (sighs) um, because these were just the ten best. But there's a lot of fun ones. A lot of villainosity. A lot of villainosity coming up. (laughs) Um, So, thank you so much for listening. Uh, We're going to close this one out the way that we do on every episode of the Disney Countdown Show by singing, D I S see you real real soon, soon. N E
0: Y. Why? Because we Countdown Disney Countdown Show. Bye, everybody. We'll see you on the next one. Bye-bye. See ya. That was a good one. Yeah, that was fun.